0: So it was really funny because he asked me, <laughs> how many knobs has he got? <laughs> oh, hello, Christopher. How hello. are you today? I'm as shiny as a man
1: who has done four shows in front of child children audiences in
0: two days. And I'm, I'm, yeah, my brain's melting. How are you, darling? Excellent. I'm, I'm... I'm as well as can be expected for a person who, who has to work retail over Christmas. Oh um, my god. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, it's it's going alright. At least I'm protected from the
0: unwashed masses
1: by a fourth wall.
0: Oh, they're so unwashed. <laughs> they're, and so massive, also. Um, Speaking of which, hello to you all. <laughs> hello! Welcome to the massive, huge web show. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that. (laughs) That's a lie. It's the Big Damn Cast. I am Big Damn Matt. I'm Big Damn Chris. Ooh,
1: baby. Ooh. Ooh, Uh, bag years old.
0: And now we've turned into 90 shock jocks. Ooh, (laughs) Big Damn Matt and Big Damn Chris live on the FM. FM. On the FM. Oh, me puppy. Um... (laughs)
1: I may have watched that video about 85 times now. I know, <laughs> I know it's not Halloween anymore, but David S. Pumpkins makes me forget about the real world for at least three David minutes. David S. Pumpkins
0: is, is, is not seasonal. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man for all seasons, one might say. He's David Especially Pumpkins. the Halloween season. He's
1: David Pumpkins, who, man. He's David S. Pumpkins.
0: Yeah. And, um, and the skeletons are? part of it! <laughs> um... Again, uh, uh, just before we get into the stuff this week, just a quick reminder to all that we're doing this over distance and time, like lovers entwined. So any audio issues that we have, uh, they could be accounted to the fact that we're both doing separate recordings and then I'm editing them together. So I apologise. Um, Never but- apologise. Like-
1: Never back down. <laughs> Never-, Never surrender.
0: Never apologise. Always fuck it. Um, <laughs> just fuck it right up. Uh so it ended up actually being a pretty decent news week this week. It's pretty, there's it some did. pretty meaty stuff out. Mm. Uh, in the last couple of days, we've had a big old trailer drop, um, and I'm going to go in ascending order of the of the quality of that I think these films are going to be.
1: Okay, I like that. I so like at the it.
0: bottom slash the first, <clears> we got Tom Cruise's The Mummy. <gasps> oh, I know. <laughs> i know like all I'll... right sybil faulty oh, t-
1: <laughs> well run it. rest in peace andrew Sachs. um oh yes of course but um but yeah i i mean here's the thing the, the mummy this this mummy remake and it because everyone's like oh so you can't remake the 90s film guys <laughs> the 90s film was a remake of a 50s film 50s film was a remake of a 30s film they're all game remakes but it's a remake of a remake of a remake of a remake. Like, it's a prequel it's sequel. It's a resurrection. Do you know what? I'll take that. I'm surprised they I'll didn't take, take that. that. Um, they should have done. But everyone was annoyed because they're like, "Oh, why can't, you can't remake the mummy." It's specifically they're talking about the '90s version. It's a classic. The, the reason why I wasn't happy about this film's existence was simply because it was born out of Hollywood learning the wrong lessons.
0: Uh, this is As this is most movies. Are.
1: Yeah, well, this is Universal going. Those Marvel films make money. Let's do a shared universe. Forgetting that the Marvel films make money because there's stuff people grew up with these characters and they finally see them on screen. And then the Avengers was like a big payoff that no one was expecting yeah. and then happened. The people
0: who grew up with the Universal monsters movies are all dead. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's morbid. <laughs> And also a lie, they're not all dead, they're just very, very old.
1: Yes, by God. Um, (laughs) But, like, so when they said, oh, the mummy's going to be the start of. I think. Well, actually, this was going to be. This was going to be the first definite one, like Iron Man 2.
0: Yes, because. um, Dracula Untold uh, was meant to be a tie in. Because Russell Crowe pops up in this as Dr. Jekyll. He does, oh, God. Why is Dr. Dr. Jekyll
1: Jekyll in a mummy movie? Why Russell Crowe as a Dr. Jekyll? (laughs) What the hell? Hello, don't anger me. I might have to drink some magic potion and turn into an angry, horrible, violent man. And then I'll no, take that's the- That's just what you do.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just what you do, Russell Crowe. <laughs> then I'll take the Mr. Hyde potion. Like, oh, God. Oh, that's why they cast him. That's why- Oh, I get it now. Yeah, I they- get it. They
1: cast him as Mr. Hyde. They're having to retroactively teach him to be nice so we can play Dr. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I was already a bit like, eh. And then when they sort of said Tom Cruise is the lead, it was like, oh, um, oh, right. So are they going to keep it to sort of like the Brendan Fraser mummy style thing of like, this will be scary, but it'll mostly be an action flick for for a family audience. Because mm-hmm. if so, okay. I, I, I like that. that. I like that. I like that about yeah. the 90s version. And then they said that, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but the lady who was Gazelle in Kingsman. Um, she's oh, she's yes. playing um, the mummy, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's such a cool choice." Sof-
0: Sophia Botella is that the one? So Sophia yeah. Bonella. Um, Sophia Bonjella. She. I watched Star Trek Beyond finally uh, on Sunday, and yeah, she's awesome in that. So yeah,
1: she's a great choice, and obviously, Beyond would yeah, have given her good. some uh, some groundwork in terms of working under heavy prosthetics and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, really cool. Visually, that that shakes it up a bit. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. But good God, this trailer.
0: Yeah, it's not... It's, mm, mm.
1: This severely mm. edited five-minute scene cut down to one minute thirty of a plane crash, and then some shots of various cityscapes being destroyed.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's, Why? That's so the mummy. <laughs> that's so, and it's set in modern day, and it's like, what the... Like, well, I don't if you want to do a mummy movie. You set it in the nineteen thirties because that's when like the boom of archaeology was and Egyptology and all that and the grave robbing stuff, like Howard Carter like, un, uh, excavating Tutankhamun's things, things like that. That's why it's that's why the the mummy works so well as a period piece. Mm. Um, but yeah, and you can it also it limits the kind of stuff you can do action wise. So you have to make more interesting set pieces, which yeah. is another thing that's quite good about that original movie. Yeah. Um, because you're limited by the technology that was available in that time as to what you can do, to a degree. You still bend the rules a lot, oh, and wow. then magic comes in. Oh, but wow. yeah, <laughs> um,
1: That's what's so odd about yeah, the choice, though, was... because modern day at least makes it look different from other versions of this story before. Yeah. But, like you say, it's just... The, the period piece is a very big part of why The Mummy is such an interesting story. Like, like, you know, freaking mustaches yeah. and blunderbusses yeah, and absolutely. the fact that there was a absolutely. boom of archaeology at that time and, 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 and the real life discovery of Tutankhamun and all this stuff. Like it all, it, a lot of different things in the real world combined to make that story work. Yeah. And now we've basically got Tom Cruise as every Tom Cruise character being chased by a half naked bandage lady in modern day London.
0: I bet he's going to do an awful lot of running. Oh, he's going to do like, so much running? A fuck ton of running. And screaming. How bad was that scream in the trailer? That's a weird... It looks like it's dubbed, and it looks like it's weirdly dubbed.
1: Yeah. it's like Is it even so, Tom Cruise? <laughs> oh, God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's and, and very all, strange. Also, if
1: you're going to connect all the monster movies somehow, why is Dr. Jekyll alive in present day, but clearly dressed like he would have been in the Victorian era? Because um, he's because he's Russell Crowe. Well, yeah, there is that. But also, wh- why wouldn't you set the mummy in the thirties? Because then you could go chronologically. You you could set the mummy in the thirties. You could shift your Dracula movie to sort of maybe like the fifties. Obviously, you know that's normally set prior to that. But you know you could play around with it a bit. Well, they could have um,
0: kept it as it was and just done the Dracula movie first, but done it properly and then yeah. gone into the thirties for 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 the mummy. For the but movie. then they were like, oh no, we've got this. Weird Dracula movie. I'm gonna re- we're gonna retrofit it in in post fucking filming into something else. Which and, and,
1: and now Dracula Untold doesn't count as well. That's the best part. Oh, excellent. They, excellent! they they added that PS scene after the credits, and now it doesn't count. Apparently, this the mummy is going to be the first one in the shared universe.
0: So to got Charles dance back for now.
1: Yeah, it, it would have been it would have been like essentially maybe Dracula Untold's a prequel to uh, the Last Action Hero. Um,
0: oh, excellent. Yeah, Oh, yeah, that's great. I'll, that's my hair cannon
1: now. That's my hair cannon. I'll accept it. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe, you know, it, it would have been like um, uh, 2007's Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer ending with freaking, you know, um, David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury rocking up at the end and going, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. And then it never going oh, God, anywhere. That's and then Sam Jackson's Nick Fury shows up in 2008 in Iron
0: Man. And everyone's like,
1: all right,
0: it's. I just. I don't know. Look, man. don't don't remind me about Nick Fury, Agent of Shields, Darren David Hasselhoff. <laughs> the less said about that, the better.
1: Well, he looked like him, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is more than Dolph Lundgren's Punisher movie managers. So, there but Matt, is that. but Matt, he's got the skull on the knife. That means he's the Punisher, right? Yeah, that that's that. That's what that means. The Punisher's iconic skull knife.
1: <laughs> he does love a skull knife. Oh boy.
0: Yeah. He does. Um, speaking of skulls and knives, <laughs> now to move on to something that doesn't feature skulls or knives. But swords. Um, it does feature giant swords yeah. and robot heads. Um, and it's Transformers The Last Night. And dear God, that movie looks dull.
1: I know. I know. It looks so I have, dull. Do you know what I've noticed actually? Watching the trailer, um, it looks like Michael Bay basically watched the trailer for Logan and went, do that edit it like yeah. that. It, it's got that whole ominous, obviously it's a slightly more techno song over it, but it's that slow pace. It's the montage of like hope, all hope is lost kind of clips. And Optimus um,
0: apparently being bad now and killing Bumblebee.
1: Well, yeah, because I, I had to go on Wikipedia to find out what the hell that was about. Apparently at the end of Age of Extinction, he sets off in search of Cybertron to find their creators. So that's, cool. that's why he's in space um that's so this is a direct sequel to age of extinction
0: yeah because i think age of extinction was the start of a second trilogy
1: yeah oh oh, well this is also the last michael bay transformers movie but they have said
0: that about the last one
1: ah but they have greenlit number six number six and a bumblebee spin-off have been greenlit
0: oh awesome a Bumblebee solo movie that's exactly what I want just what a want a solo movie starring the character who can only talk in fucking radio chatter hey awesome hey
1: hey if they did it like awesome. Wally, if they did it with the care and consideration of Wally it could be an amazing who am I kidding they're gonna fuck it up
0: um, yeah come so... on look they're... any of these Transformers movie could have been amazing if they'd done any of it with any care slash attention but they didn't <laughs> But they didn't. They just shat them out. And here we are ju- with the last night. <laughs> they're just so devoid of like the character and charm that so much of the other facets of the franchise have. Like they're just humourless. Although they think they're funny, but they're actually humourless and dull, grinding, messy, <laughs> overlong slogs. Uh, like come on. And you make another one, and Anthony Hopkins is doing narration for it. It's like Anthony Hopkins is clearly at the point where it's like, oh well, I suppose I'll do his a a voice, and I'll do his baby wells. Well, if you want me
1: to pop up in it, I don't mind. I'll show up on the day and say some words. All right, thank you, Mister Hopkins. Uh, by the way, we loved you in Westworld. Don't remind me of better work.
0: Um, oh so- God, he's amazing in Westworld. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Spoiler free. Spoiler free, of course. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Uh, spoiler free. Um, spoiler free. Spoiler on your Christmas So yeah, bizarre. fuck Transformers 5.
1: <laughs> Fucking it, it, right it its ear. Um, although um, Mark Wahlberg's grown his hair for it, so it must be important.
0: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Marky Marks. Uh, long, long mane. Uh, also, he, he beat a guy up once because he was not white, so don't forget that. Um... <laughs> Don't forget that. Never forget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kendall Jenner's... In, uh, Kendall Jenner. Oh, Caitlin Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Uh, wrong one. Caitlyn Jenner's an inspiration. She, she, when she was a he, murdered a person with their car. Are we not going to We're gonna follow
0: that up? Um, they make a running gag of that in South Park. Good, good. Remember? She becomes a recurring character. Remember, in, um...
1: Remember when Caitlyn Jenner Remember? murdered someone with their car? Remember? She
0: becomes a... She becomes a recurring character, not the current season, but the last one. And every time she drives up, she drives and parks up somewhere, she runs someone over. <laughs> oh,
1: God, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of love, talk about the next trailer. Oh, oh.
0: What, what, what's that? What, what is it? Go, 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 Ooga, Go, go, ooga, go, 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 ooga, go, It looks so
1: good. Oh, do you know what? I was—I had to watch it twice because when I first—I first watched it, I was like, "This seems a bit too wacky. Are they trying too hard?" And then my brain realized something: they've got us. They're not having to sell the concept to us anymore. Nope. I need to just sit back and enjoy the ride. So I hit play again, and I went. Oh my God, I'm so happy to see them all. I'm so happy to see these characters again. Oh, this makes me happy. And then I, I was instantly cured. I had like momentary doubt. And then I had to sort of go, um, no, <laughs> I'm clearly one of those people with the sticks up their butts that Kevin Bacon hasn't saved yet. <laughs> God, it looks so good. I mean, yeah, not- 90% of this trailer is just Rocket trying to tell baby Groot to not press a button.
0: <laughs> and apparently, like all that stuff's from early in the movie. Like James Gunn's come out and said, like I don't, we don't want to give anything away or like have anything spoiled by the trailers. So, well, yeah, there's no
1: Kurt like, Russell. There's the no ego. Like yeah. we, we don't see really any Nebula up to up to
0: anything particular. So it's like no, we don't see any Nebula at all. We barely see Yondu. Yeah, we we meet Mantis for the first time.
1: That was cool. And she that gets was a nice really character cool moment,
0: establishing moment. Yeah, and also Drax just stealing it oh, just yeah! stealing every scene he's in we said
1: it on the Twitter the other day he steals the trailer in that last moment
0: it's just and oh, but also the early moment where he's just stabbing
1: yes he's just stabbing
0: <laughs> what I presume is the inside of that big monster
1: yeah just stabbing away I get the sense a good old stab I get the sense he's leaping into its mouth just so he can slice it up from inside that sounds that
0: sounds y yeah that's but what
1: James
0: yeah, would like do. Dave Dave Bautista just clearly having a whale of a fucking time and gee whiz <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it looks it looks good man I'm excited for Guardians 2 it'll have been three Guardians years volume man. 2
1: what a weird that's thought. crazy it's so strange isn't it three years since the last one it's mental. it's flown by it's flown by mm. like the uh I'm getting old like the uh, oh god what's the ship called what's the ship called the, the, the uh, Milano Milano named after it's Alyssa it's
0: named after Alyssa Milano yeah <laughs> <laughs> makes sense because of course it is <laughs> Remember um, the '80s? M- remember, remember the '80s. Remember '80s. <laughs> oh man! Remember Chewbacca? Oh, I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. I love um, it. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the soundtrack. Mm. I'm looking forward to see what new songs they got in there. Um, looking forward to crazy action set pieces and weird aliens and all that cool stuff. Looking forward to Sylvester Stallone in it. Yeah, that might be a laugh. Um, uh, looking forward to see, finally seeing Kurt Russell. If we don't see Kurt Russell with a big, as a big planet with a face, then I'm going to be a little disappointed, but not entirely surprised. Um, there was that theory a little while back that his ego is going to be more
1: a, uh, haha, uh, his ego, the living planet is going to be more artificial. So it might be more sort of a construct. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is quite a it's cool certain,
0: idea. Well, there's certainly the 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 logical implication that he would have to be able to make human-sized avatars that are capable of procreating with human women. So... <laughs> Giggity. Um, Ow! So, he... Ow! um <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I, what more can I say about Guardians 2 other than the fact that I'm really excited for it, and it looks great.
1: And it's one of three Marvel movies coming out next year, Boom Ting, Boo Yakashore. Yeah,
0: the, 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 the other one of which oh. has also had a bit of... I uh, also had a bit of... Uh, what do you ma Footage come out, <laughs> bit of leakage. Well, no, it's from a. It was from a, a event in Brazil, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, where the Mar- well, Disney slash Marvel showed a wee bit of footage from Spider Man Homecoming. Ooh! <laughs> um, it's not the footage hasn't got onto the internet yet, although the descriptions exist. Uh, but it also comes with confirmation of a nice little costume tweak. Um, so the footage apparently contains. Old Spider, old Peter, mm-hmm. having a chat with uh, Happy Hogan and receiving a package which contains an upgrade from Mr. Stark. And then also culminates in him diving off a building and opening his web wings. <gasps> Ditko-style web wings.
1: Oh,
0: oh he... Ditko-style web wings. He glides on the wings. Apparently so. Oh. Ditko-style web wings yes. in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. confirms. <laughs> God, I've waited to see
1: them in so long. Even, even just like the little ones, I've just wanted to see those on a costume. Because they've line, never actually.
0: done it. They've never done that on in the in the movies. Have any of the animations done it? Actually, any of the series?
1: Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. He's got he's got little ones. Yeah, little tiny web wings. Yeah, yeah. Little, 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 little,
0: little, 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 little 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 fucking, little fucking web wings. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been I've been digging through a bunch of early Silver Age Marvel um, recently, and just like yeah, web wings, Dicker web wings in it are all about. I'm all about them. <laughs> very into Ditko web wings. You're very into. And what, I'm sorry? glad that's coming to Spider Man <laughs> Homecoming. Um, so yeah, again, I, so uh, these scuttlebutt out there that we might be seeing a, a trailer for it uh, relatively soon. Uh, yeah, one one, um, one
1: rumor I'd heard is they're going to drop it surprise style next week with Rogue One, but that's a very yeah. That's a very sort of. It's not one that's got much substance to it because they might drop a I teaser. Would be surprised. They might drop a teaser. Yeah. But if they're going to drop a trailer, I think they'd probably do it. Maybe. Is that when it's out in May? I think they'd do it in March, just to like late February, early March, just to steal a bit of Wonder Woman's thunder, probably. When? When's it out?
0: When's it, When's it coming out? Spidey uh,
1: is. It May or I think Spidey uh, Guardians is May. Uh, oh, Guardians is
0: May. Okay. Spidey's and Spidey's, after Spidey's that. July. Yeah.
1: And um, Thor Ragnarok is October. Oh, uh, looking forward to Ragnarok! I cannot wait for Ragnarok, mate. Planet Hulk yeah. meets a Thor story. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, so we'll, we'll logically we'll be seeing. We've seen a Guardians trailer, so the next trailer we'll be seeing. Yeah, probably in the new, at some point in the new year, will be Homecoming. So that's that makes sense. Beijing. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this. I want it in my eye holes. I want it in my face. Put it in my face.
1: I want to wear it like mother told me in the tales in my face of old.
0: Um, <laughs> but enough about Marvel movies. Aye. Let's go to Marvel TV that isn't Marvel TV.
1: <laughs> are you talking about so, the how the hell are we going to see any of this if we can't even see the previews Fox television series? Oh, yes,
0: yes. The Fox the Fox television series loosely based on an X-Men character but not exactly clear as to how it's related to any of the other X-Men stuff Legion um which stars Professor X's son but it doesn't look like they're going to mention Professor X so there's that uh is has got a has got a, a date for the airing of the tra- premiere of the tra- of the trailer the, the pilot <laughs> um not the premiere of the trailer god uh which is the February the 8th oh so quite soon um so yeah pretty soon uh, the thing being is that we can't actually watch the announcement trailer or the new trailer for it because we're not in the US. So thanks, Fox. Fuck you. Well and done. And that's all we're going to talk about Legion because they don't want us to watch it. So fuck them. Um, <laughs> we're not even going to put this in the show summary. <laughs> no, we're just we're just going to skip over that. Um, <laughs> Luke Cage season two has been announced.
1: Oh my god,
0: yes, a thousand times. Second second season order from uh, um, from Netflix. Uh, it comes in another one of those like. Stylish sort of mini, uh, almost sort of... <coughs> oh, pardon me. <laughs> one of sort them. Sort of like moving... <laughs> yeah, what one of those sneezes. like Sort of, sort of moving tableau-esque teasers, but this time of um, Pop's Barbershop.
1: Oh, that makes me happy. That makes me so, so
0: happy. Yeah. Feeling good about that. Oh, Always forward. Always forward, yes. Um, well, what, so obviously this is going to be post defenders.
1: I, I imagine so. Because uh, w- as far as I know... Iron Fist is March, then Defenders is September slash October, and
0: oh, Defenders is filming now.
1: Yeah, and then we've been set pictures from it. And then um, March twenty um, eighteen is Jessica Jones series two. Plus that year, they're aiming to get Daredevil series three, and I guess Luke Cage series two out as well.
0: That makes sense. Which... At some point, they're going to have it. They're just gonna to have to step up the production schedule on them. Well,
1: I think I think now that they now that it's a massive proven track record, they can probably afford to have three of them on the go because the way they've been doing yeah. it is um, they've been doing sort of one and a half at, at, at one time. There's always yeah. there's always some of the team making one of them cross over into making the other while some polish it off and finish it and we, you know which, which makes sense if they were making say two shows but now we're getting the third second series. Of one of them, so they're gonna need they're gonna need all hands on deck. Um, yeah, I think so, especially with Luke Cage, because the impact that had like people are gonna be hungry for more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I still am looking forward to seeing what Daredevil is gonna come up with. I still really want to know what they're gonna do with series two with Jessica Jones. But to hear about this, it's an early sweet Christmas present. Hey, oh, let's all get coffee sometime.
0: Let's do that. Let's do that. (laughs) You know what that time should be? Mm -hmm. The infinite time. (gasps) That didn't work. That didn't work at all. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) That was labored. Um, Oh, God. We like video games, don't we, Christopher? We do,
1: especially incredibly hyperactive, sugar beat beat beat-em-up games where you play as three characters at the same time, and anybody who's never seen them before usually makes them
0: go, the fuck is this, and give up within two seconds. (laughs) And there's another one coming out! Yay! Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has been announced.
1: Now, when I first heard that Um, title, the first thing that came to my head was oh my god, are they just going to make the roaster as, as big as they can? Until I saw some of the reports and some of the footage, and it looks like that Infinite may be referring more specifically to the Infinity Gems.
0: Yeah, it seems to be that way. There's that <laughs> the trailer with Mega Man grabbing that gem. He grabs that um, gem, he does. trying to. Um, and I think, I also think, um, again, I'm not sure if this has been confirmed, this might still be rumor. But it looks like they're going to focus on the MCU characters, so maybe no X Men,
1: which I, is weird because cons-
0: like the Marvel vs. Capcom games are born out of the X Men. Le- yeah. It... yeah, if you trace the um, the, uh, the, the the sort of uh, um, what's the word the heritage of those games back, um, it started off with Capcom acquiring the Marvel license and making X Men: Children of the Atom, yeah. which was a 2D fighting game based on the same engine as Street Fighter II. Uh, which then led to uh, Marvel Super Heroes, yeah. which featured some of the X-Men characters, which then led to X-Men versus Street Fighter, which then led to Marvel Super Heroes vs. Uh, Street Fighter, which then led to Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes. Uh, um, it does seem so...
1: Plus, Wolverine is a huge popular pick for those games in general. So, Oh, yeah.
0: M- Wolverine's an iconic character of that series. Yeah.
1: <laughs> to the point where...
0: What, was it, what, what's that, Wolverine? <laughs> what's that mean? <laughs> what are you saying? What's that mean?
1: that mean? For, for sentient per, per star what for sensei regard, for sensei regard? <laughs> what are you saying
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean in terms of like Mainstay characters from the previous games that aren't x-men characters you're still gonna have Mega Man, cap and you're still gonna have Iron Man and you're still gonna have um spider and Hulk so you know, it's just it's just gonna be weird to see one of those games without Wolverine because he's become yeah. such an iconic part of it. I mean, it's especially because like... the games came out during the mid to late '90s originally. Yeah, was when they started coming out. So like, Wolverine was. I think Children of the Atom was came out around the same time as like the Jim Lee X Men era was in its full swing. So it was that kind of design and the animated series was around. So
1: and the the, the guy it, who voices him in the animated series provides vocal effects, I think, for every game. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I, th- like... I think even I think even as late as. Uh, number three Marvel v Capcom 3 because I remember playing yeah. that and going I don't think that's Steve Bloom who is sort of the official voice of Wolverine I was really he's, confused he's the go-to Wolverine guy yeah he, he 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 is Wolverine but the the 90s guy is definitely Marvel v Capcom 2 um it's definitely him with his classic dialogue such as <laughs> um so there is that um yeah I mean as long as we're getting like Ryu and Ken and you know Chun-Li and Mega Man and all those guys, I think.
0: Oh, we're, g- and we're not going to have to worry about any of the Capcom characters there or going will be coming back. I know,
1: but that's what I mean. Um, I think having them around might be enough to still, still keep the vibe. Like, it'll still feel like a Marvel v. Capcom game. But yeah.
0: there will be. A... I think we've already had Cap and Morrigan confirmed. Yeah,
1: and, and obviously in the trailer, you so... see Mega Man Ryu and Captain yeah. Marvel and Iron Man.
0: So Captain Marvel's a new addition, I think. I don't think she was in. Yeah, she's not been in previous three. ones. I think, I think Warbird
1: yeah. might have been in a previous one. Um, Poss-
0: like, I think she might have been an, uh, an assist character in two, maybe. Yeah, I don't um, think she was playing. because I
1: can, I can picture her sprite. So yeah, so she must have been so in one of the I. older ones. Um, but obviously now you know Carol is is all all souped up with cosmic power and is is Captain Marvel. Um, and I like the fact that when she sort of lets off a big, you know, sort of laser based attack, the mask comes on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's pretty. cool. That's pretty sweet. I think that's quite cool. I do like that Captain Marvel mask, but she she doesn't really wear it all that much.
1: No, but because because she's like got it. the long sort of manga hair, um, yeah, instead yeah. instead of the short hair, when she's got the mask on in the footage that they've shown, like it's just like this massive wave of hair sticking out the top. It looks quite cool. Um, yeah, highly impractical. It's, an, it's, an, it's a really to a nice bit. The they
0: you use it in the comics, but they don't tend to use it.
1: Yeah, I, my action figure's got the I had two heads, and one of them's a mask on. It's got the mask on currently because I just think it looks badass. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. And, and they've they've announced that sort of to to sort of gear people up for it. You can, as of right now, I believe, download to the play download to your PS4 from the PlayStation Network a uh, a Game of the Year edition of uh, Marvel v Capcom 3 with all the DLC. Oh.
0: Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom.
1: Ultimate 3. Marvel vs. Capcom Three by Jingo by Joves. Um, awesome. Yeah, which which you know that, makes that sense. Game's,
0: that game's that pretty good. Mm. It's completely incomprehensible and impossible to play. Yeah, like I'm terrible at it. I'm awful at it. I'm, I'm but it's amazing.
1: You know what? For for, for 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 all of my failings elsewhere in in gaming, I'm pretty good at Marvel v. Capcom, and <laughs> I don't know why I'm, that is. I'm,
0: I'm so bad. I think so bad I think it's it. hours of playing number two playing on the PS2.
1: I think that's what oh, did it for me. Two is real
0: good, though. Two is so two good. Two is real good.
1: I mean, the moment I was given Shuma Gorath as a playable character, I was like, what is this oh, weird motherfucker? I'm going to learn yes, all of his moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Doctor, well, I, Doctor, like, I think Doctor Strange is in the Ultimate version of number three as well.
0: Oh, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> so he'll be coming back. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I think, I think the original... Cause the first the first one I came across of these was Marvel Superheroes when it got released release on the Saturn. I never got it, but I remember seeing it in magazines and going, Oh, this looks amazing <laughs> And this would have been like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. And I think the roster for that was um it was Cap Spider, Cyclops Wolverine, Hulk, Iron Man, uh Garath, Blackheart, yeah. Doctor Doom. Um, Magneto uh, was, was a Sentinel in, in
1: there? The Sentinel seems to be in most of them I don't know
0: if the Sentinel was in that one He was in Children of the Atom And then he was in Marvel vs. Capcom later And X-Men vs. Street Fighter I'm not, But I don't think he was in Marvel's superhero. Or oh, Thanos was the boss I'm noticing a pattern with all these all characters though What's that?
1: Too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. <laughs> Where the ladies at, man? Where's Definitely. Rogue? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. In the yeah, 90s.
0: That <laughs> has a serious, serious sausage party problem. Like, it is ridiculous. I think Psylocke might have been in it. Might have been in Marvel Super Yeah, Heroes. yes.
1: But I, I don't know if you remember the Psylocke sprite in those games. Psylocke wasn't in it so that the girls would have someone to play us.
0: Oh, no, no. Psylocke was in it because she wears a swimsuit yes. with uh, straps.
1: And has overtly animated Tatars. Um, that's it.
0: That's that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not great. It's not great representation. It's not great. But now um, we've got Captain
1: Marvel kicking ass. So fair enough. Bring it on, Captain
0: Marvel. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm. I'm. looking forward to Marvel's Captain Infinite. That could be good. I have no idea how Street Fighter Five went. How, how that is? It didn't. It had mixed reception. They kind of botched the launch of it, and they botched the support post-launch. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, I was weird with that idea I, of it. The on last platform.
1: one I bought was Street Fighter Four. Uh, in terms of the Street Fighter games, and that was like what 2008, and I just remember being very unimpressed with that. It. it was one of the few games I've traded in. I just—I've got a couple of—I found it clunky. I've got Ultra,
0: I've got Ultra Street Fighter 4 for PS4, and I've got the 3DS version of Super Street Fighter 4. Okay, um, it's it's good. Like, but again, I'm not very good at like sort of technical fighting games, so I I enjoy the concept of it, but then I actually sit down and play, I'm like, I'm getting my ass fucking smashed it. And I don't know what I'm doing and I can't get any better at the fucking thing. Um but I quite enjoy it. I'm just not very good at it at all. Like 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 Sonic, I think it peaked at number 2. Um well I think Sonic peaked at 3, but Street Fighter definitely didn't peak at 3. No. So 3 was not good. No.
1: 2 um, 2 and um Street Fighter 2 Alpha, I think it was. No, hang on. Oh,
0: yeah, the Alpha games are pretty good. Yeah, that's Alpha. Yeah, because
1: the, yeah, the PS1 was called, like, Plus Alpha or something, wasn't it? For number three.
0: Street Fighter yeah, 3. Yeah, they
1: were called... Plus Alpha.
0: <laughs> they were called Street Fighter Zero in Japan because they're prequels to Street Fighter. <laughs> prequels. Yeah. Prequels. That games That game's got story. Street <laughs> Fighter 3... Street Fighter Three is still canonically the last entry in the series, I believe. For fuck's sake! Street Fighter Four is set in between two and f- two and three, ah. and I think five is as well. I think five set after four, but before three. It's almost as confusing as Devil May Cry.
1: Oh, don't get me started on that, Christ alive!
0: I do love <laughs> it, though. I do love it. Um, but what did you love this week, Christopher? What did you love?
1: I loved a movie. The I I, movie I, loved, love? I loved a movie film and I loved it so much that I I had a really embarrassing um moment at one point during the movie uh which I Did will elaborate pee on. again. I didn't pee myself again. I pee myself for the first time. No um
0: I watched Did you poop yourself?
1: I pooped all over myself with joy. Joy poop oh! Joy poop
0: Joy I, what did you put yourself at Joy for? I sat what, down what it, this week.
1: I, I, I On Monday of this week, I did two shows and I was finished at 4.30. Um, so I went out for a drink with the cast. and I was just sat there. I thought to myself, I'm going to go see Moana because I really want to see it.
0: And I also really want to see it.
1: Oh, dude, see it as soon as you humanly can, as soon as it's possible. It is excellent. Oh, it's so good. It's it's the two directors who brought us Aladdin, Hercules, awesome. Um, Little Bird, Princess and the Frog was the last one they worked on, uh, and then they went straight into working on this bad boy. And oh my god, it is amazing.
0: That's a long lead time.
1: It well yeah it was five years in development this film. Wow. Um, and, and that which is which is odd because the reason why they chose to go CGI with it is because they knew that they were going to use all the Polynesian setting, so they really wanted to to capture the vistas and, and sort of create a breathtaking visual in terms of the. You know the the surroundings, and they realised that t- to accurately sort of do that with water specifically, CGI was the better route than uh, hand drawn. Although apparently there is hand drawn um, tester footage for Moana that exists somewhere in the Disney vaults. Um, That'll be on the Blu Ray. Oh, I hope so. I'd love to. I'd love to see uh, how they were going to go for it. But during the early development, they went. Now nah, we think CGI is the way to go with this one. So they translated the hand drawn style into CGI. Um, Working with, I believe, I believe the director of Big Hero Six. As soon as Big Hero Six wrapped up, he came over to this one to help finish it off as well. Um, and it's definitely got that that style that Disney have... because it's from Tangled onwards. They've sort of perfected their CGI look now, where it all yeah it
0: was it was it, it, rough up until then. I think yeah,
1: it, it, it like things things like Bolt and Meet the Robinsons are all well and good, but but it's only in Tangled onwards do they sort of make it look like their animated canon. Like these films look yeah, like they yeah. belong in the same world. It just happens to be slightly different in terms of the visual. Um, and I think it was a smart decision for Moana because, uh, no spoilers, uh, everybody, no spoilers. But first off... No spoilers. The visuals are stunning in this movie. Like, absolutely gorgeous. I just... Oh, man, I was sat there. What well, I didn't see it in 3D. I didn't see it in IMAX or anything like that. I just saw it in an average screen. I was blown away. Like, you feel like you're there. It's just beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Awesome. Um, awesome. The score is amazing. Like oh. just the music alone, the, the score for this thing is just oh. You, you, is it? You know how a good is score is full of
0: songs, like a traditional Disney movie. Oh, there are songs, songs. There are songs. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent.
1: But, but 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 before they even kick in, the, the the music is. Um. You know how they say a good score is one you don't notice but you remember. Yeah. 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 The, this is it. Just swallows you up. Like, it's it's beautiful. The whole thing is scored gorgeously. And, and I, I get the sense that the composer of, of the score itself, um, it's called Mark something, uh, I, I get the sense that he probably wrote the music alongside the, the editing for the voiceover and the visuals, um, yeah, as, yeah. as opposed to sort of just doing it afterwards, because it's just, it all blends so well that I, I don't think you could have done it just looking at the finished product and going, here's a bit of music. Oh, this made me feel like this. I think he had to have been there every step of the way. Um, as he definitely was with his two uh, co-writers for the songs for the film, including uh, notorious uh, Hamilton scribe Lin-Manuel Miranda, mm. who is on uh, lyric duties for this thing. And good God, these songs... That boy is
0: everywhere now.
1: Oh, yeah, but but keep in mind, he wrote these songs five years ago.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is like, pre-Hamilton. He's, he's one of them. He's been, he's been working away. I mean... When did, when did, um, when did, uh, Thingy come out? What's it, what's it called? Um, the first musically dead.
1: I can't remember uh, what it's called. <laughs> off, the, oh, off the top i um, It was sure. like,
0: it was like a, a hip hop musical, um, Oh, I can't remember what It's called, but it made a huge splash in the heights. In the, in the heights. heights, that's the one. Um, <clears throat> uh, that came out what? About
1: seven or eight years ago now. Mm.
0: So he's just been... so, and he's been kind of working away, doing bits and pieces, and making and making a real big reputation for himself. And then Hamilton's just exploded. Yeah, um, and he is he is excellent. Lin Manuel Miranda is. Oh um, yeah. Well, that's the
1: thing he's you see. A real like, talent. The last <clears throat> The last musical Disney film was Frozen. And yeah. um, the guys who wrote Frozen, the team behind that. I mean, you could probably correct me on this. Are they the ones who wrote the music for Wicked?
0: No, Wicked was um, Stephen uh, Schwartz. Right, okay. Do, do, that was Stephen Schwartz. Because
1: I, I, I remember reading somewhere that it was either an influence or it had something to do with the people working on the film. But
0: I think it was definitely an influence. I don't know how well involved they were. I know Stephen Schwartz wrote Wicked, so... Yeah.
1: But I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of what um, a lot of what irked me. I mean, a lot of things irked me about Frozen. I think Frozen is an all right film. I don't understand the pedestal it's put on. I really don't understand that. Um, it but, just made a
0: real big splash yeah, with that with oh, with that audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I think, not seen think, it, so I, but I I hear it's amazing. I
1: think I would have to be a five year old girl to sort of get the full impact of that movie, I guess.
0: Oh man, what it, it hit its audience yeah. real hard. Yeah. And real hard. And then
1: the songs hit the parents of that audience over the head for three years. Um like, but, I think Frozen is to
0: its generation what like Aladdin was to mine.
1: Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, it, Aladdin it doesn't, and the it Lion do, King
0: and the little it doesn't, create, was mine. it doesn't
1: create any trends, but it seems to be the first Disney movie of, of sort of the Disney kind of classic style to grab this generation of kids,
0: I think we'll probably look back on it as like <coughs> assuming this that, that Disney's animation streak holds out like it has done since Tangled, really. Yeah, I
1: mean, print, then, I, I would argue Princess and the Frog, but yes, Tangled's the first one that sort of financially. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: but I think um, we'll probably history will probably look back at the as at, fr- at Frozen as the moment when. This sort of second renaissance really yeah, agreed, kicked yeah. Because because the, the, um, the
1: second the second batch in terms of them being consistent um, began in two thousand nine with Princess and the Frog. Then American yeah. American audiences got Winnie the Pooh. We got it um, straight to DVD, uh, which is annoying because it means oh, it on think, the spine. I think
0: I did come out. I think it did come out,
1: but it was a very limited release. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't treated as like their big release that year
0: Uh, because I remember seeing standees for it in the cinema yeah
1: because on the American DVDs it's listed on the spine you know they have the numbers for which number it is in the Walt Disney Classics collection oh yeah in America Winnie the Pooh is like number 51 over here um, Wreck-It Ralph is 51 and there's no Winnie the Pooh it's really weird oh Um, Wreck-It
0: Ralph I forgot about Wreck-It Ralph exactly
1: Wreck-It Ralph was next it's so good Wreck-It Ralph then Frozen uh, then Big Hero 6 then Zootropolis slash Zootopia yeah um, yeah, which is excellent as well, and that that it made me realise Moana is the first Disney release to sort of break the cycle a bit, because what normally happens is America get the Disney film in November December, and then we get it in January February. Yeah. But yeah. this time, we got Zootropolis earlier this year in in March, and then we got Moana in November, uh, late November. Um, and I think that's because they could they could smell a hit, because. Again, songs-wise, my problem with the songs of Frozen was all the songs in Frozen are kind of just, I am stating who I am and what's annoying me right now. I want to be this. Now, Disney films sort of have a bit of a formula. And a lot of them have that song in it somewhere. You know, I want much more than this provincial life. Like that kind of, you know. Like, um, they'll find out there's so much more to me. Like, there's always a song... That where our hero sort of goes like, oh, I'm more than this. I, I want to, you know, I want to go out there and do that. I want to, I want
0: to prove to such a body I can do this. Um, Part of that world, out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's the Hercules one? Uh, go the distance. Go the, which is gorgeous. Oh God. Um, Anything
1: Menkin touched, just yeah. like, oh, absolutely. Um, Menkin, there's,
0: yeah, there's one in each of those movies. Even in, line, even in Lion world. King, even
1: in Lion King, I just can't wait yeah. like to be king is, yeah, you know. Um, so like, I, I, I get that. Frozen is pretty much just that. Um, Like, Let It Go is the last big song in Frozen, and that is basically about like. I mean, it's obviously it's a liberation song, and that in itself is great. But at the same time, it is still a. This is what I want to be, and I'm going to be it. Damn it! It sort of feels like the result.
0: Probably why part of that movie was such a success, I think it sort of empowered yeah, oh, absolutely. its audience in that way, which is probably why it works so well. Absolutely.
1: It just wasn't a very good story. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> there's that. Um but 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 yeah, Frozen the best song in Frozen from my memory, the one that in terms of of, of how it affected me, was at the very beginning there is this song with just like sort of like the ice collectors set about twenty years before the movie starts. Um and it's this sort of Nordic chant. And it's this really low kind of like, everything is down here and all this. And it, it really sets a vibe for the film. And then the rest of the film has nothing to do with that vibe. And it really annoyed me. Moana's Polynesian influence runs throughout the film's veins. It doesn't go away yeah. at any point. It It's... The first song in the movie, like the first song song, sets up the world we're in. It sets up the island. It sets up the chief. We get to know his daughter. We get to know his mum. Like... You know, we, we, that happens, but then that energy continues throughout the film. Um, th- the other thing with the older the older films, like the first Renaissance, is they have those This Is Who I Am declaration songs, and then the rest of the songs are sort of set pieces or action moments or villains, you know, like villain introductions or, or yeah things like that. Um, whereas in this one, there isn't really a song that's a set. Piece as it would. Like, like uh, a, a, there is a song sung by a giant crab played by Jermaine Clement. um
0: okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Oh, I, uh, Tell me uh, more let me entice, about the Clement crab.
1: Let me t- entice you a bit more. A villain played by Jermaine Clement. <laughs> um, Tell
0: me more. <laughs> Tell me more <laughs> who, about the Jermaine Clement. Who, sa- who sounds like a cross between Bowie
1: and Tim Curry? Um, well, like all of Jermaine Clement's character. pretty much. But like the, the number awesome. that's been written for him, is ve- it really plays to his strengths. It's very Bowie. Um, Goodbye, Moon, Moon Man.
0: Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, in fact, I dropped a hint of it at the very top of this podcast. Ooh. But um... Ooh. yeah, like, oh. like that's 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 the only villain song in the movie, and he's not even he's not even the big threat. He's just something they encounter along the way. Um, and it just, it's great. That's the only one that's kind of a set piece because the song is catered to the scene, what's happening as as the song's going on. Um, but the rest of them are just, they're all soul-searching ballads, really. Yeah. And I don't mean that in, a, again, like sort of a self-reflection kind of way. I mean that in a, oh, I don't know how to describe it. The The underlying message of the film is essentially do what's right, even if that might upset someone else. If you know it's right, at least try do you know what i mean uh, the, yeah, the film yeah. doesn't say you will do great things it's if you think you can and you think that it's the right decision try just just once just do it and oh god it's great like uh, although there is one other song that is a bit funny which i'll get back to in a minute because it, it, it i have to talk about the the actor playing that role and how he approaches uh. his song <laughs> But, um, so yeah, the basic, basic <laughs> story is Moana is a chief's daughter on an island that, according to legend, thousands of years ago, all the islands in this area of the ocean were formed by, um, I can't remember the name now, but it's, it's like a te- tequila or something like that. Um, the the, 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 the sort of the mother island, like the, the mother, mother earth effectively, like she, she yeah. laid to rest and sort of the, the ancient stone, her heart is what gave birth to all these islands. Um, and that's why life exists. But a thousand years ago, the demigod Maui, um, in an attempt to sort of, you know, it was part of one of his heroic ventures, because Maui, a demigod who apparently pulled extra islands from the sea and pushed the sky further up so that we could stand and learn to walk and brought us fire from the depths of hell and strangled a a monster eel and buried it into the ground. And that's why trees exist. And that's why we get coconuts and things like this. Like he, he did, he did everything and he's a hero. Um, and then one day he stole like the heart and everything started to very slowly die. And it's taken a thousand years for it to reach the main islands, um, but fruit is getting all crumbled and worn down. So basically, um, driven by her desire to sort of at least go beyond the reef once, because she, she's just got this big desire. Uh, chief's daughter, the chief's daughter Moana, who and again I, I tried to pronounce the actress's name in my YouTube review, I couldn't do it, but she's phenomenal. Like, she's 15 and she could, like, run circles around, like, a bunch of her sort of 30-plus-year-old contemporaries. She's incredible. Um, she, She basically goes out sort of from the will of her grandmother and against the wishes of her father. She goes out knowing the legend, knowing that if she finds Maui, she gets him to put the heart back where it belongs, then everything will be saved. And she's doing it because she's going to have to be the chief of her people one day. And her people are going to be suffering on this island that's dying. So she wants to fix that. Do you know what I mean? So it's this whole thing of like, she doesn't want yeah. to run away and become a hero or this, that, and the other. She's like, okay, I accept my responsibility, but for everyone to survive, I have to do this. Uh, no matter Everyone's saying, don't, I'm going to do it. I have to. So off she sets to find Maui and, and brave a bunch of the dangers that are out there um, on the way to returning the heart to its rightful place. There is an entire set piece with these um, coconut things on this big set of ships. I think they're called K- uh, Kokomora. Um, it's like the Gremlins meets huh. um, like uh, Immortan Joe's clan from Mad Max. Amazing! All right. To the point where there is a there is a very specific shot that is clearly a reference to Fury Road. And they and they have <laughs> confirmed as much in uh, in, in interviews that it's got a nod to Excellent. Mad Max Fury Road in it. There's this big old cra- okay, okay. big old crab played by Jermaine Clement who, who lives in the realm of the monsters deep beneath the sea. Um, there's oh god man I don't want to say what the big threat is at the end because it's sort of it as you as you see the story it kind of it sort of it naturally tells itself to just describe it would sort of yeah, do a disservice yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to why it's so big and scary um, yeah absolutely there's no spoilers or twists or anything It just you know I, describing it wouldn't really work um, yeah yeah, has to be yeah. seen but it, but it's impressive as hell but let's let's uh, let, also I want to mention our, our, our boy Alan Tudyuk's in it hey. he keeps he, he's been
0: their good luck charm now since Wreck-It Ralph and he's just great yeah he's he, just He's king. He's a really versatile vocal performer. He's he's funny. He's he, yeah, he's good. He's just I, I like a lot of Jones. He's, he's he's like a
1: leaf on the wind. He's um he's
0: he's watch how I... <laughs> he's
1: he's King Candy and Wreck It Ralph. Um, he's the I can't remember the name now, but he's the, he's the sort of the governor the the um the ruler of the other island in Frozen, the guy with the mustache. Who, hmm. who sort of set up as the baddie early on and then isn't? Um, he's the businessman rival to the villain in Big Hero Six,
0: who is sort of set up, set up of the villain. Next. Yeah,
1: and then isn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Big Hero Six. Um, and then he's um, oh, you know, you know that they were going to they were tempted to sequelize Big Hero Six. But they've decided that. Yeah,
0: but then they decided to do the series. Yeah, they're going to do it as a series
1: instead, which I think makes more sense and works better. Um, But in this, he provides the vocal effects for a chicken called Hey Hey. (laughs) Hey Hey is not your typical typical Disney sidekick. In the fact that Hey Hey is quite clearly a retarded chicken. Yeah, there's no nice way of putting it. His eyes boggle out to both sides. He pecks the floor instead of seed. Uh, he walks through fires. Just because they're there. He just walks through of course, them. Of course. Uh, he swallows nice very a. important things. <laughs> it's just... This animal is dumb. Like, it is... There's even sort of throwing a throwing line in the movie as to, like... How is he alive? <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, how yeah. is was, I was the chicken not cooked? <laughs> One of our main characters just try and eat him at one oh, point. Dear, dear. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just um clearing some love out of my throat. Have
0: a glass <coughs> of water, cocker. Some coughing all over our audience. My
1: water spelled B-E-E-R. Um <coughs> so but let's let's talk about a very specific character here. Let's talk about let's talk about your boy. Let's talk about <coughs> the people's champion. Um <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is Maui.
0: The most electrifying man in sports entertainment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the most charismatic thing on two legs. (laughs) And he exudes that charisma even through just a vocal performance and a CGI avatar. Maui is one of the most enjoyable characters I've seen in an animated movie probably since the Disney Renaissance. Like, I I think the last animated character that's sort of been this... Really likable in the last few years. That's come close. is probably the horse entangled. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the moment he rocked yeah, up, you were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, this is my favorite thing about this movie." <laughs> like, yeah, <clears throat> Dwayne Johnson in this is excellent, and and I think a lot of it is down to the fact that this isn't his wheelhouse. Like the guy, the guy can sing. He's got some pipes, and and he can he can definitely act and everything. But like, this isn't his comfort zone. So. No. From what we can tell from, like, the stories he's told on Instagram over the last couple of years and everything, is he worked very closely with the team on the film. Like, he worked really closely with the directors. He went all out in the voiceovers. He worked really close with Lin-Manuel um, on the, you know, soundtrack and everything. And the song, like, the demo version of the song is on the Disney Vivo YouTube channel. And it's it's slightly different from the one in the movie. But the one in the movie clearly was written for and could only ever be done justice by Dwayne Johnson. <laughs>
0: The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Oh,
1: dude, it's astounding. Like, it's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And what's really Excellent. nice is it, it it's in the vein of the 90s Disney movies. Aladdin, exclu- yeah, yeah. Aladdin excluded. The whole famous controversy with the publicity over that one. But it's in the vein of the, yeah. the 90s Disney movies where there are massive actors playing these roles. And it wasn't important. What was important was the character was great.
0: Yeah, like they didn't—they
1: yeah. didn't sell it on, you know, like oh, you know, Matthew Broderick, Broadway darling, is Simba. Like they didn't sell Lion King on that. You know, what I mean, they didn't sell, um, you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame. On like, hey, guess what? Kevin Kline's playing the uh, romantic lead and all that. Like they didn't do any of that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, um... <laughs> that's been
0: really a really big sell to kids back then. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's
1: yeah, come full yeah. circle though. Absolutely. He's Belle's dad in Beauty and the Beast, in the in the, uh, in the remake. Um, <laughs> well, oh, of, yeah. of course,
0: of course, of um, course.
1: But yeah, like. But oh god, man, he's so perfectly cast in this role. Like he's yeah. so perfectly cast in this role. And what's really nice is I did a little read. I did a little reading up on on Maui last night after watching the film. because so I was like, I wonder if this is a real thing because they they really they really mine uh, Polynesian culture and, and and legends and stuff. Um, and and they work really closely with you know like historians and and everything religious experts when they're making this movie. Yeah. to make sure that it was all as accurate as could be, you know, for the story they were telling and as respectful as it could be. Um, I mean, after this, I just want to learn more about the culture, because this film has made me want to learn more. But in terms of Maui, they've sort of cherry-picked the family-friendly versions of Maui's stories, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Like, yeah, like for yeah. example, Disney's Hercules doesn't talk about how Zeus, like, fucked a woman while he was an eagle, and things like that, no, do you know what no, I mean? No. Um, but yeah. so, like, in the same way, this one doesn't talk about the fact that Maui apparently died... Uh, this is there are several versions of maui throughout the polynesian islands but one version yeah. of maui apparently met his end when he was fighting a giant um sort of uh, a giant d- demon who was a woman and he turned into a giant worm and slithered into her vagina awesome. and tried to uh, it was planned to slither out of her mouth and that would end her but the um her teeth in her vagina uh, cut him up and killed him So
0: awesome. Nice work, Maui, you know,
1: for kids, uh, this Maui is not that Maui, (laughs) but he's, he's undone, undone by vaginity. No, (laughs) not again, but he's meant to be the same Maui in a way. Uh, like he's obviously taking elements from the different legends and, oh dude, it's great. Like certain stories and and myths are referenced directly, but one of the nicest things is a lot of them are, are told to us via the film's one bit of genuine 2d animation. Which is his tattoos. Maui's mm. tattoos are used as not only a narrative device, but as a character of their own. That's pretty cool. And it works so well. Like it works so. There's a tiny little hymn that's in all the murals on his body, or like he's covered in all of like his most impressive feats um, yeah, and yeah. significant parts of like his a life. True, this would be. Yeah, but no. But they also he also talks about like like they just show up, like yeah. they, they just arrive like yeah look away for a second look back and oh there's one there um which which brings brings about one of the film's kind of more emotional moments when one of the tattoos is clearly not a big heroic feat and is actually something he probably doesn't want to talk about and it's Mm -hmm. like oh okay but there's a little version of him in these murals there's just the one and it's always moving around his body um So sometimes sometimes it'll be in the peck, like the left peck seems to be sort of the main bit for visuals, like it moves things around, but it's just like, it doesn't talk or anything like that, it's all all done through mime and gesture, Um, and it's completely 2D animated, so someone's gone through every frame of the movie to animate the tattoos. That is brilliant. That's,
0: that's ridiculous. It's amazing. That's amazing. That's, that, that's the kind of attention to, to detail that takes five years of production. Oh god, yeah. I mean like
1: sometimes they're static, so I imagine you know they will be CGI'd onto the model of the character, but sometimes they're moving, sometimes they're breathing, sometimes they shift. And that means someone had to sit there for years. <laughs> and apparently it was yeah. what well, apparently it was one animator who did all the tattoos. So hats off to that guy. Um his song is so good. It is great. It is just smugness personified. It's brilliant. Excellent. Um, I'm glad, man. Yeah, I just oh, I was I was so bowled over. And the embarrassing story was that I found myself there's a moment about twenty minutes in where a character's sort of motivation changes um, and they're encouraged in a certain way. And this isn't a spoiler. What you're thinking right now? It's not that, but like it's a character's motivation is sort of changed in a certain way, and they're encouraged in a certain way. I started crying. And I'm in a, oh, I'm in Chris a cinema in Lincoln. I'm on the second to last row with a Coca-Cola in one hand and half a half eaten hot dog in a cardboard tray in the other. <laughs> and I started like I started at first just like my eyes sort of, you know, getting a bit hot and I was like oh. what have I done? And then next thing How
0: did I get here? Mate
1: mate, mate. <laughs> Sobbing.
0: How did I sing so low? Sobbing. <laughs> you
1: swine. Hey, when, you, when you've got an Odeon Limitless card, there is no such thing as a lonely trip to the cinema. It's called saving yeah. money. But I was, yeah, that's oh true. mate, I, I was sobbing. I was sobbing in my seat. I've never been like that in the cinema. I, 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 and this isn't me trying to oversell the film to you, gentle listener, but like, I was so surprised with how it hit me that I'm just like, I. I've got to recommend it. Like, it might not have the same effect on someone else, but hell, if there's enough of that there and there to make me do that, there's got to be something in this that's worth taking a look at. So... Well,
0: no, the best Disney films always... They always get, get a tear out your eye. I mean, I I still cry at um, uh, Big Hero 6. Inside Out, i am floods Um... Come on. Wreck it, Ralph. Gets me a bit teary. Come on. Towards the end. Come on,
1: Dad, get up. Dad. Get up. Uh, oh, no. no.
0: Don't do it. Every
1: time. Don't do it. Every time. Oh, my God. And, and of course, the most upsetting moment in any Disney film is when you realise the gargoyles are sentient in Hunchback of Notre Dame. And it uh, <laughs> sort of ruins the mistake a bit. Um, <laughs> some Real Fridge, horror there. But yeah, I, I, recommend, I recommend Moana, like. Hundred percent to everyone. It's my first five star review this year on YouTube. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I sort of reserve five star, four stars like my if I really enjoyed a movie, it's four star. But I just couldn't, I couldn't think of a flaw. The more I thought, yeah. I was like, I, I can't think of one. This is just a really enjoyable family film. It really captures everything that that makes Disney work, and and just yeah, go see it like right now. Okay, I'm off. Bye everyone. <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: No, I'm not really. I'm not really. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm jazzed for that because I was excited for Moana, so I will see that when I can. But what I did see last night was the final episode of this season of Westworld. Holy balls. It's actually got to the point where it's the last one. <laughs> have you Have you watched any of it yet?
1: I have seen the first two episodes and I dig it. Oh. I really dig it.
0: Oh, Christopher, you've got <laughs> such a way to go. Um, I'm not going to get into any spoilery stuff, and there is plenty of spoilery stuff. Um, for those of you who don't know what Westworld is, it is a inspired by the 1970s Michael Crichton movie of the same name, which features a theme park um, uh, populated by robots, uh, which is based on the Old West, where you can go and sort of live out your Old West fantasies and do whatever you like. Uh, surrounded by all these robots, you can't hurt you. And then in the movie, one of them goes rogue, and shit starts to go wrong. Uh, the TV series has the park hosted by, uh, well, staffed by hosts who are um, basically organic androids. They're they they're robots, but and they're me- and they're uh, robotic, but they're made like a s- f- synthetic organic material. And like there's bits in the credit sequence and also bits in the show where you see him sort of like being weaved. Like they make a skeleton and they sort of weave muscle onto it. Oh, and they that's gross. Them in flesh. And it's, there's some really creepy, creepy visuals in there. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is, is Dr. Robert Ford, who's the founder of the park. And he's running like the park director.
1: Hello. Um, I'm Anthony Hopkins. I've just come from voicing the Transformers trailer.
0: Oh, he is incredible <clears> in it. He's incredible in it. Um, Rachel Evan Wood is Dolores, who's one of the hosts, one of the oldest hosts in the park. Um, She's sort of your main host. Ed Ed Harris is the man in black, who's a mysterious gunslinger. Um, Who else have we got in it? We've got um, James Marsden and Jeffrey Wright and Tandy Newton, uh, Rodrigo Santoro. It's an amazing cast. Um, Tells a great story. It's produced by Jonathan Nolan and uh, J.J. Abrams. Um, so I think a lot of people were initially worried that it would fall into the lost trap of setting up a load, load of mysteries and never paying them off. Yeah. But having seen last night's finale, I can safely say that if you are worried about going into the series without getting any of your questions answered, don't. (laughs) Season one does a really, really good Mm. job of setting up a bunch of stuff and then paying it off, not just in the finale, but also throughout the season as well. Um, and also leaving you somewhere to go that's really interesting and really uh, exciting. It's, uh, it's it's a HBO series, so you know it's visually beautiful, high budget, lots of nice practical effects for the uh, FX people out there who love a bit of the older uh, physical stuff. <laughs> um, Giggity! It's real violent, loads of sex, like an awful lot of sex. <laughs> but like an awful lot of um, like uncomfortable nudity as well, like when the uh, the hosts are being serviced, they're just left naked.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And they're not they're they're, they're sort of tr- they're just treated like mannequins, despite yeah you know, I, clearly having some sort of. I saw
1: the sort of like mid surgery scene in episode two, for example. Yeah.
0: That's um, disturbing. Hmm. Yeah. There's some unpleasant stuff going on. Um. Uh, it's it's a really compelling series and it's just full of wonderful moments and wonderful performances and great. Just, it's just so compelling. And it's one of those series where I'd watch an episode and over the next couple of days, I just find myself thinking about it an awful lot. I just like going going over bits and pieces of my head and going, what's this, what does this mean? And you know, is that a reference to this? And then just sort of what, watching the arc of the season emerge and following it along was just so satisfying, mm. um, and then seeing where it's going to go now is uh, is really exciting. Um, I'm, I'll, pro- I'll I'm gonna talk about this more. I'll probably do a couple of pe- at least one, maybe a couple of pieces on our blog.
1: Yeah, the big damn blog. Uh, big damn blog. Uh,
0: over the next couple of the weeks, uh, while I have a I have a mull over the series, I'll um, I'll. I'll, I'll Put up some thoughts on it, um, <coughs> and including some spoiler discussion as well for anyone who wants to get into that. Oh, um, yes. because because some stuff goes down. Oh boy, does some stuff go down. Um, and it's it's well worth a watch if you've not seen Westworld yet. Um, it's an HBO series, so it's probably gonna take its sweet time coming out to uh, home release. But if you've got now, uh, pardon me, if you've got now TV or Sky Atlantic, you can probably catch up on all of it. And it's well worth your time. <clears throat> I've heard it's got... It's real cracking.
1: I've heard it's, I've heard it's got one of the best de-aging... Uh, sorry, de-aging. One of the best... Um, yeah, de-aging effects in, in anything ever. At one point, oh, yeah. at one point oh. you see Hopkins sort of like 40 years younger.
0: You see like um, Magic Era Hopkins at one point. Oh my God. And, it, and It's only brief, but it's... Wow.
1: But performed by Anthony Hopkins and then digitally tweaked to look like Anthony Hopkins that,
0: like, it's a, that it's age. A, it's a very brief moment so I. I, I just, they're, all, they're very
1: all I know is I saw a screenshot. They're very clever. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, sp- they're very clever with the way they do it.
1: They're sparing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They know how to utilise that sweet sweet TV CGI oh. HBO budget by jingos.
0: Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. So the next question I suppose they actually use be,
0: CGI very sparingly in it.
1: The next question, I suppose, would be: Is when are they going to do Itchy and Scratchy Land, the TV series?
0: Well, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> I was oh, say, in the spoiler discussion, we'll get into that. No, you totally, um, you totally watch that though. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh yeah, I kind of would. Because that um, that entire it's, it's episode is very much that it is.
1: That entire episode is uh, based on Westworld, though, isn't it? On the movie, like sort of taking the piss yeah, out of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that, Westworld was the inspiration for it, and. and <laughs> Yeah, you can't you can't not think of it really if you've seen it when you're watching Westworld. Um, there is there is there are so many moments in that in that show which are just incredibly tense. Especially because you know, like it's a Westworld show, and if you know anything about the original Westworld, you know that things are gonna go wrong eventually. Like, well, it's a
1: theme park, the classic theme park. People are going to die in this, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's it it's HBO show and it's a Westworld. Uh, so at some point. You're gonna have robots that go rogue, and people are gonna die. You're not sure how that's gonna happen, but that's kind of what we're we're building towards. So, you know, go in with those expectations, and you will be satisfied. Um, It's yeah. Go if you get a chance. If you can, uh, go watch it. It's great. It's really good. Well, I highly recommend it.
1: Time now to head west to the old inbox the old
0: question pile
1: Pardoner. um Hitch. we got another we've got another big big old clutch of questions god you're all just sending us a big coin purse of questions
0: big old uh, big old clutch big damn clutch um, we're going to dive into our emote. we should we should take a look at the twitters as well i suppose the twitters so we've got some yeah you could look at the twitters the haters um, ooh <laughs> Oh, pardon me. You're supposed to look pardon at it. You're supposed to
1: look at it, not swallow it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, it just it just jumped down my throat. Oh baby. Um,
1: like Maui into a teeth filled vagina.
0: First First up First up. Aye. Um This is from our our friend and yours, Mr Charlie DeMello. Charlie
1: come. Oh Charlie, oh Charlie come Charlie come um, a bubble gum Yes oh, do Oh Charlie's do bubble that. gum
0: And Charlie says Charlie says As always loving your work gents As the weeks go on the show is sitting more and more naturally On each of your shoulders and I'm very fond of it indeed Or it's giving me a fucking sore back child i tell you that <laughs> It gave, right mm, it gave me a rash. Gave to the old sciatica. It Gave me a rash in my mouth. Oh. I'm a I'm a week or so behind, so forgive me if this has come up already. But my question is: What storylines, storylines <laughs> from the various cultural mediums would say? Would you say were almost great? The stories that so nearly became classics or even perfect, but for a couple of missteps. What are your favourite slash most frustrating of these? And what would you do to change them? Uh, I haven't even finished the tour as referenced by your Marvel Top 5 episode, and I'm looking forward to seeing and squeezing you both and then talking some nonsense in front of a microphone with you. Yes, please. Until then, adieu, gentlemen. Charlie, we will take you up on that when Chris is back during the New Year. The,
1: the, the,
0: um, the British New Year. New Year. Um, rolls around. Uh, so, yeah, stories that you think were almost great. But just missed that mark. Are we, thinking, are we thinking sort of within the comic book realm? Um, uh, wh- whatever. Whatever comes to mind. Uh, ooh,
1: baby cakes. Um, well, I'll tell you what, for starters, by Jiminy Greaves. Um, in terms of stories that were almost great, can, can, can I count one that, like, um, was fucking fantastic, but then was sh- just cut short? What's that? I would have loved for another couple months of The Superior Spider-Man.
0: Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, that ran for a while. Yeah, it was nearly, it was, it was, it was real good. It was
1: one and a half years in total. Um, Yeah. But I, it was, it was just cut short because Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. So there was kind of that call to bring Peter back, basically. Um, Mm. And and it means that that last issue was sort of like, it was needed so quickly that Dan Slott had to co-write the last two issues with someone else and a different artist had to come in and help catch them up a bit. Uh, and it does kind of, you can kind of tell in that last issue.
0: Um, it is kind of rushed. Yeah, yeah,
1: so like, Ock just admits defeat and is like, oh, right, Peter, come back. And it's like,
0: oh, okay. And I know that's going to get... Just need, it just needed a bit more room to breathe, than it?
1: Yeah, although it did give us one of, those, one of the best moments ever, which is that bit where, you know, Spider-Man comes back to fight the Goblin and makes a joke about the coin purse. And the Goblin's like, hey, you. And Peter's like, me. <laughs> like, that is pretty sweet.
0: But um, yeah, that's, that was a real great moment, and I, that was kind of always in my head. That's kind of always the moment that series was leading up to. Yeah, oh yeah. So um, like to get that was real good, but yeah, it just felt a bit rushed getting there in that last that last arc.
1: Yarb, yarb, by but
0: Up until then, it was it was real strong. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Alien Three. Oh yeah, good poll. because it there's so much. Like, good in terms of, like, mood and tone and visuals of that movie. And then they just fucking chopped the script to bits. But even visually, and, like, it, it, even visually it, too,
1: like, relying more on CGI was a big crutch for that film.
0: Yeah. And, like, I say I say a couple of missteps, but... Like, Charles has a couple of missteps, but I think a couple of <clears throat> missteps is what made this movie from being, like, brilliant... Yeah, to just a fucking disaster. Yes, like out, yeah. just a couple of bad decisions. And like, <laughs> oh, the script is now turning the script into like a fucking paper chain of men holding hands. You know, the <laughs> your child cuts out and then spreads them out into, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> like paper chain of bald men in brown potato uh, sack clothes. Like it's
0: just because <clears throat> it. so much of that stuff was filmed as well, and then they just cut it to... Pee. They did what they did with Suicide Squad and just killed it in the editing room. And...
1: a difference, like that, difference that, here is I think there was a salvageable story in Alien 3.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it is in the... is, is in the what they call the work print. Um, that's in the... It's not a director's cut because David Fincher wasn't involved with it because he refuses to be involved with anything in, involving the project to this day because it, it left such a bad taste in his mouth. Um... The way he was treated by the studio, um, uh, but he, he, the work, the work, the assembly cut, sorry, the assembly cut that's on the Blu-ray and DVD quadrilogy sets, yeah, goes a long way to restoring a lot of that stuff. But I think by the time they would started shooting, the damage had kind of already been done. But there was some, there were such great ideas at the core of that, mm. and the mood of it and the tone, and it being a finale for Ripley. Yeah, I think. I think the biggest, the first misstep they made in it was to kill off Hicks and New, absolutely, Christ and then alive. undo all the stuff from Aliens. But like, they did so much right in like taking it back to basics to a low tech environment, and not making it another action movie, making it a horror movie, and making it a final adventure for Ripley and an yeah. actual concrete end, which then they fucking ignored anyway with Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Um, well,
1: technically, Ripley, Ripley is dead.
0: But, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah,
1: it's it's still it's still a Ripley. Um, here's a question: Would you have preferred? Yeah. Would you have preferred maybe something close to the original script where it was it was a monastery, and it was a wooden planet? Probably.
0: Yeah, because they kept some of that religious stuff in.
1: Yeah, but but more 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 just, more so in the way of this is what keeps the prisoners going, like you
0: know. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe. Maybe.
1: Uh, so it was going to be a wooden planet, that, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. That's a, there was a there was a William Gibson script that was floated around, first of all, which, which handed off the series to Bishop and was more of an action movie. But it, I don't think, as much as I like that idea, I don't think that was, it would have made for as great an idea of sort of making this claustrophobic, um, sort of gothic horror movie with the alien, which is kind of what they were going for with the monastery thing. Yeah. And then it, there are there are still elements of it in that Fincher movie, and it's just it just got so garbled with all the studio bullshit and it being rushed. This is bullshit, um, all of it. Ow! All they needed to do was just give him more time and let him have final cut. So those are the two missteps that they made. They didn't give him enough time. They didn't give him final cut. And then they just he just walked away with it and left him to to deal with the shit that they they caused. And it could have been something really good, and they fucked it.
1: It could have been a contender.
0: Yeah, they fucked it. That's a good pick. Um, there are more. There, there are more in my mind, and I, and I will. Yeah, we should come back to this. I think, but the, off, <laughs> off the top of my head, I think those are two good ones. That's that's um, a pretty
1: da- Alien Three is a pretty damn solid yeah. one by Jingo.
0: As always, as always, Charlie. Th- excellent food for thought. We'll come back. I think we'll come back to that topic at some point in the future. Indeed. Maybe we'll do it when we speak to you. Who knows? Oh um, <laughs> no! Um, and from from one friend of ours and yours to another friend of ours and yours, uh, whose views we may or may not endorse. Ah, yes, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yes, Lewis Christian. Oh, oh, yes, him. <laughs>
1: um, yes, Mrs. Doubtfire. Lewis Christian.
0: Um, Hello, dears. He says, hello! Big damn cast, lads. (laughs) I am abstaining from any questions in my email this week and just wanted it known, and on record, that I absolutely adore Jacob's reviews of class. Yay, Having decided not to bother watching any more of the show, I fell about laughing at the comment that Prince Charlie has two knobs without any further context. (laughs) Anyway... Can we please rally behind Jacob and get him working somewhere like the Radio Times or a paid job where he can review Doctor Who Series Ten?
1: As long, cheers, big damn
0: love, Lewis Christian. As
1: long as he refers to the Doctor Who universe as the Doctor Who unitard in every review,
0: yes, I would
1: be delighted with that. I would, I would love that in many ways. I agree with you, Lewis. Um, I, I don't want to go too far into it, but I did hear how class ended this week.
0: I caught up on a couple of episodes'm I caught up to the end of episode six so I've got two more to watch. So you you and know
1: nothing in... about episode 8 at all no oh God gentle listeners who who saw it, thing... you know you know what I'm talking about
0: Matt you the only thing I know <laughs> is that I had fucking norovirus this weekend and that was fucking preferable to watching three episodes of class on the Trot. Oh good Lord. I like him.
1: Sweet baby Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about that. Well, l-
1: yeah. I I don't think that view is going to change when you hit the last fifteen minutes of the finale. Put it that way.
0: Yeah. 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 Also, Lewis Christian sent us a, sent us a little picture to look at, but um, you can't see it. So, <laughs> darn it
1: <laughs> is it a picture of my knob?
0: It's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a Richard Griffiths doctor. Of what? It's a Richard Griffiths doctor for real. Yeah, well, no, not for real, but no, no,
1: but like someone's put that together.
0: Yeah, it's there. It's it's in the thing. <laughs> it's in the email. Go and have a look. Go and have a look with your eyes when you get a chance. I can't. The internet, can. I know. You... Yeah, I know. You... That's why it's mean. gonna be a weird show because we're doing this over the phone and recording it our yeah, part separately. So this is gonna be a weird show. Um, the braille it has a... been a weird show. The... It is a weird show.
1: The braille edition will be available shortly as well.
0: Yes, yes. For those keeping Um, score at home. (laughs) The Braille edition. Uh, Yeah, it's been all over the place. But hey. Um, So, uh, and then we go to Luke. He says, hey, Matt and Chris. Hey, Luke. This, this is the sixth version of this email due to many different reasons that I won't bore you with. (laughs) However, this does mean I was able to see the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two teaser trailer, which restored my faith in creative teams behind intellectual property I hold dear in my heart. Bye, Power Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Oh God. Um, and and now to a mess of thoughts about the BBC BBC three TVs. But not as it's online spin-off of BBC TV's Doctor Who class. I know. <laughs> um... I know Jacob. Hi hi Jacob. <laughs> we'll be sending in his review, but I just couldn't. That's it. I just don't know how I feel. There have been four episodes since I last emailed you, but it's only the last three that are important. The names, as another listener pointed out, are simply ridiculous. <laughs> episode 6 detained, although a good promise was let down by the dialogue and didn't really expand on what we already knew, except for a small bit about who loves who more. And at the end of the episode ruined any suspense or tension. The next premise was let down by the dialogue and it didn't really expand on what we already knew, except. Oh god, I just skipped a line and went back and read the end of the old line again. And the end of the episode ruined any suspense or tension. The next episode tried to build up as we knew teacher one, Mrs. Quill. Uh, Miss, Miss Quinn slash Queen Quill it's Quill <laughs> <laughs> I love the internal model there would be fine yes I still struggle with their names so episode 7 the metaphysical engine or what Quill did yet again a good premise We're let down by huge tunnel shifts in dialogue nothing more to say for so finally ep 8 will we find about delicious delicious MacGuffin another mystery box item a bottom of the barrel spin off yes no. and no <laughs> Oh God. then Luke gets into some major spoilers so I don't know do you, should we save them for when we do our we'll, class we'll save it for the
1: class review FSO? yeah. because I, I, okay. I would like you to experience it firsthand. and also when I get back, I can't believe that when I get back from my exhausting run of Panto I'm going to take five minutes, yeah. relax and then force myself to watch five episodes of BBC TV's class
0: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah, so we'll uh we'll come back to that to the spoilery part of your email Luke when we do our um our class post mortem. Um so just imagine we've read that. Should we call we, I mean we have read it, but we're not gonna read it out now. Should we call it biology um, class? Biology class. Yeah, we'll we'll work out something out. We're, we'll work something
1: we're dissecting out. a frog, so
0: hey! 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 Uh anyway, to continue Luke's email as an overview the whole thing a waste of time that uses the Doctor Who formula to create episodes but tries to make them dark and sexy and right now actors I wish them actors I wish them the best of luck for the rest of their possible career set designs are on a par with cheaper episodes of Doctor Who (laughs) dialogue is bad the music changes from meh to appalling (coughs) title song Overall, I'd suggest watching the, uh, Sarah Jane Adventures or listening to any of the wide array of big finished products. Hashtag not an ad. Um, I too
1: would recommend watching Sarah good. Jane over
0: anything else. Um, but now for questions. If if you were to create a Doctor Who spin-off, what would the, premises be and the premise be and what would it be called? Uh,
1: mine would be called... Um, uh, uh, here we go again, Chesterton, and it—it <laughs> it, it would just be every time Ian encountered someone who mispronounced his surname, uh, from the day he returns back to the sixties to present day, and every time they do it, he just sort of goes, "Oh," and shakes his head and smiles wistfully. And that'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um, could you pass me that, please, Mister um, Chestington? That's an episode,
0: Justington. Memories uh, of a happier time. (laughs) Um, What Doctor Who spin-off? What would I do? I would.
1: um... I think the logical choice would be unit, wouldn't it? The logical choice would be a unit.
0: Yeah, it'd have to be. I think a sort of X-Filesy style unit well that was Torchwood, really. But they just didn't call it unit.
1: But set, um, set it, put it, make it family friendly. I think is the key thing.
0: Yeah, I think it should be family yeah. friendly. We don't need a darker, and, darker and edgier off because it's not what people are coming to Doctor Who for. No, I mean, and if you want,
1: I mean, Torchwood is hashtag sexy right now, and you know,
0: it's so right now. It's it's seven years ago.
1: <laughs> oh god,
0: um, <laughs> or however long it was. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Ten years um, old this year. It's ten years old this year. Torchwood.
0: Is it Jesus? Two
1: thousand six. Oh yeah,
0: because it started after season two, didn't it? Yeah. just after season two. Fucking hell. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Some some sort of unit procedural. Um. I think is that is the way to go with that kind of thing. Bring back as many old companions as you can, and sort of like sort of like the information network of of people, sort of working against extraplanetary threats. Keep it very British, you know? Hello! That's the appeal of Doctor Who. It's very British and quaint almost. Yeah. But not in like a... Not in a...
1: Piss-takey way. Like in a... Yeah. It's just in a very British
0: way. It's just a sort of charm to it, because it's not sort of got the... Although more recent seasons have, of course, leaned into the sort of more Americanised bombast of it. Yeah. But Um, at it's best it's sort of a a charming show Yeah, I think a spin off should kind of reflect that the
1: writers should have a mural painted on the writers room wall that just says chap with the wings five rounds rapid because that would just make them go that's the tone that's the tone we need to go for
0: that's what we need, that's what we're after if your script doesn't Uh, feel like that
1: then you've done it wrong
0: (laughs) What what would we call it? Chris
1: um uh yeah storage unit. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Loose. Loose unit.
1: Loose unit. Um, oh no, um, un- unified. I don't know. Um,
0: Unified's quite good. I like unified.
1: Yeah. Because then it's like, what? Yeah, call it unified. And, that, and that's the first initial now in unit, isn't it? It's unified intelligence task force now. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So there you go. I like that. Unified. Um, Featuring... If you were showrunner, Chris... <laughs> oh, God. Who would you cast as the Doctor... And Companion.
1: Oh, Christ. Um.
0: Oh, crikey!
1: Oh, games. You can... Um... He'd oh. never do it, because he's a big Hollywood actor now, but, like, I, I still am determined that I'd like to see Shuatel Ejiofor play the Doctor.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Specifically because
1: that. of Kinky Boots, as weird as that sounds. Like, seeing him in stuff like 12 Years a Slave and Serenity and everything, yeah, but kinky boots made me go this guy can be wonderfully eccentric i would like to see him bring a bit of that sort of that class and bonkersness to to that role i mean
0: he's a really really flexible actor yeah in terms of like him just his his sort of dramatic range and just being able to go all over the place um
1: got to go where uh, yeah to go where
0: all over the place. New series, January sixteenth, CBC. Um,
1: so yes, um, but no. She so I think
0: Twitter Ledger for was a really good shout. Um, I'm trying to think if I can think of anyone that I'd really like to see in the role. Um, I not, mean, not if it, top of my head, if, like, if you'd asked
1: me three years ago, I would have said, "Oh, Peter Capaldi would be good."
0: Yeah, yeah. Peter Capaldi was always was always me as like, oh, I'd like, to, I'd love to see him do it. Um, I never thought he would, you know, because of the whole thick of it thing. And, like, going from a, sh- pardon me, a show like that to a show that's so family-friendly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, it's just really disappointing because I love Peter Capaldi and I just think they've wasted him. Oh, absolutely, they've yeah. Squandered, they've squandered, um, like, a, a really brilliant British actor. Don't, on shit screen. You definitely
1: said British, didn't you? Yeah. Don't ever call me fucking English again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to go with any American actors because I just don't want to go with the I, again. it's a very British show. Yeah, and yeah. He's yeah, he he isn't British, but he he's got a British affectation because that's where he spent so much time. Who are you thinking? Um, and that's the kind of um, no, 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 no and that's that's me musing on the character of the Doctor. That's why I wouldn't cast. Oh an right, gosh, actor yeah, as yeah. him, um, or actress for that matter. I'm just trying to think of anyone I could really, really see doing it, and to be honest, like I'm drawing a kind of blank at the moment. <laughs> I think, I think you need to pull up. I think you need to do a Matt Smith now and cast someone relatively unknown. Yeah,
1: someone we're not used to surprises. Us. Make a doctor. All
0: the all the sort of stunt casting is just like well, I, I'm not. I don't think that's what the show needs right now. Um, by all means, cast a woman if that's what you want to do, I've got no problem with that. Um, And certainly look for actors and actresses of of different ethnicities, but at the moment, none of them are really coming to mind. That probably says more about my, me being sort of out of touch with the scene at the moment. Um, In terms of companions... um, uh, Yeah, go on. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. No, um, I-, I
1: thought it was. I thought it was their name. Um,
0: uh, Hi, good day to. You. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm kind of drawing. I'm kind of trying kind of a blank. Like, I'm thinking a lot of, like a lot of Brit- I think I don't. I don't think British TV is in a really good place at the moment. It's not particularly for sort of like, not not for like family and comedy stuff, which is the kind of the areas you want to draw from for a Doctor Who show. I think. Um, I think. Casting Pearl Mackie was a, was probably a smart choice in that you're casting someone who, again, who's not particularly well known outside of sort of independent theatrical circles, like theatrical and independent like production circles. Yeah, Arab. Um. So I think those again, those are the kind of places you need to look at. But I, I'm kind of drawing a blank, and I think that. There's sort of a that
1: says more about the television scene sort of right a, now really though than yeah
0: this sort of, i mean there's a real dearth of quality in like family dramas and family comedy and uh, there's just hey, a lot of hey, guff out hey, there hey, hey, Matt. and like Matt. what Matt. what just say what? F- just say frobisher what
1: just say frobisher
0: uh, I can't cast frobisher though y-
1: yeah you can just just no can't put fucking penguin in it
0: <laughs> I just put a, we'll put the, the penguin from that John Lewis had a couple of years back as Frobisher oh, it'd, be like it'd be excellent it would be great um, voiced
1: by Eddie Izzard <laughs> oh Eddie Izzard's actually a really good shout <laughs> what for the doctor yeah <laughs> you know what because he's fucking weird back in 2006 2007 like if you'd have said like oh the next doctor should be Eddie Izzard I would have been like yes yes Absolutely, yeah. well, I think he's a bit too busy now. Really, to be honest, he's more a camp- yeah, he's more yeah. a campaigner kind of guy now, isn't he? Um, yeah,
0: he's he's definitely t- t- turning away from entertainment into politics. Yeah, um, but I think yeah, no, actually yeah, like two thousand six, two thousand seven, eight years I had um, with, and especially if they let him lean into his into his
1: uh, sort of stage persona a bit, uh,
0: yeah, tra- lean to his stage persona and also lean into his transvestism.
1: Yeah, oh god, yeah, absolutely, and his sort of,
0: and, his, and his sort of gender. um fluidity. Yeah. That would be really interesting, I think. Doctor, what's um, wrong? I'm covered in bees. I'm covered in bees. <laughs> um, and I'm wearing a bra, putting on makeup, running and jumping and putting on makeup while you're travelling through time. Um
1: <laughs> God, yeah, all, those, uh, all the running sequences
0: would take on a whole new difficulty level. because He's he in like, heels. Yeah. <laughs> he's in heels, the Companion's in heels, everyone's in heels, the Daleks are in heels. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Dr. Wit. I quite enjoy Do- that. doctor Witwoo <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah. That, oh, I'm going to cry at night because that's a thing I can never have. Um, All <laughs> right. Ra- finally, final question from Luke. Um, and after Infinity War... Brackets MCU. Uh, what would your dream Avengers team look like? You can use any Marvel character from any media, past or present. <laughs> after, after Infinity War. Um... Yeah, post Infinity War. Sam Wilson, Captain. Because obviously Am- the team's gonna change up. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: Sam Wilson, Captain
0: America.
1: Mm. Um, just because I want to see outtakes of Captain America on crash mats going cut the check. Um, <laughs> so Sam Wilson, Captain America. Um. Oh. Uh. Keep Scarlet Witch because, like, by the time of Civil War, I thought she was really good. Um. Yeah. Keep Black Widow. Like, make Black Widow the new leader of the Avengers. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh,
0: I, I, I want to, I want to see Scarlett Johansson play Black, Black Widow for as long as she wants to play Black Widow. Absolutely, yeah. She's amazing at it. I think she's brilliant. She's definitely one of the best things that's come out of those, those movies. I think she's great. Oh, fuck yeah! that's the, um, the, the Russos have done a really good job of making her character super compelling. Okay.
1: Uh, Captain Marvel. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here's a left of field. Uh, give us a bomb. <laughs> Seriously, get Rick Jones in these um, movies and give us a. Who, who do
0: you cast as your? Who do you cast as Rick Jones?
1: Oh, well, that's a question. Are we going super young, Rick Jones, or just sort of that youthful kind
0: of vigor, Rick Jones? Because uh, I'd if, if, definitely be one of the younger people on the team. I think. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Because they get the different dynamic, then don't you? I suppose. Uh, well, if we're going for a younger actor, uh,
0: cast maybe a little older than than um, Scarlet Witch.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, I think this actor's a bit younger than a. Um, no, because Scarlet Witch have matured a bit more by this point. So I think you need someone younger oh, course, to, to have yeah, the fun yeah. of them yeah. being like, "Yay, I'm a big monster!" Um, yeah. Oh, Dylan, Dylan Manette from um, from Don't Breathe and Goosebumps. He'd be quite good. He'd be quite good. Oh, at Oh yeah, like that. that dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be quite good at something like oh.
0: that. Oh, actually, he just reminded me with Goosebumps.
1: Oh yeah, we yes. did, we haven't mentioned it on the podcast, have we? <laughs> um. Hang on, on, what's it reminded you
0: of? (laughs) (laughs) I think I heard this. So, the guy who who directed Goosebumps has got his next project.
1: Goosebumps.
0: And I've gone and promptly forgotten what it is. Oh. (laughs) But it was something really stupid. (laughs) Um, but I'll come back to it um, okay. anyway yes no, that's good casting what, um, what I was
1: thinking of was the fact we have yet to mention something I'll do it after this question though I just realised there's something okay. we've yet to mention okay. and we probably should have said it at the top
0: <laughs> yet to mention um, <laughs> oh, I was, was going to say Avengers team Dream Avengers team um, yeah I'm going to second Sam Wilson cap um, Luke Cage Black Blackpool <gasps> Luke Cage um, yes yeah Luke Ooh. Cage Mike call Luke Cage oh yeah, coffee for boy. coffee for everyone Coffee for all. <laughs> uh, Luke Cage, Black Widow. Um, I need a heavy hitter, so I am gonna go with
1: Falstack uh,
0: yeah, Falstack <laughs> Oh god, um, getting up to shenanigans. I think I'd, look... I'd quite like to see the Scotland Ant Man on there, just to see him going straight and trying to hang with the big leagues. Hang on a big. And it'd also be hang on the big boys. I think it'd also be really yeah. good comic relief.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. agree. Um,
0: (coughs) Especially if you pair him up with (laughs) Spider-Man. And he's the the rookie. It's like Team Rookie. (laughs) Um, Captain Marvel. And I would have, structure-wise, I'd have a Black Widow in command with um, Cap and uh, Captain Captain Marvel and Captain America. Splitting the rest of the team on like, uh, then like in a pincer movement. Yeah, so maybe I have a slightly bigger roster. I probably, I would probably keep. I mean, I think the the roster now is pretty strong, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously, they're not going to keep all those all those characters around. Um, I would probably. I think you need some sort of like high power. Characters on there, so I would probably go with. Um, I don't want to go with Thor. I think it's a bit obvious. I'd probably do Hercules because why not? <laughs> Brilliant. Why the fuck not? Well, that, get, um, that gives you
1: three years to like buff up into a into an Adonis shape and practice your laugh. Oh God.
0: <laughs> uh, Hercules is great. Uh, Marvel's so Hercules is really fun, and and I'd probably stick another. I'd, I'll, oh, She Hulk. She oh, Hulk.
1: Yeah. Oh God! Hulk. Yes, that's so obvious. She-Hulk. Oh my God, that's a good pick.
0: Why is it? Why? Why have we not got anything? She Hulk. yet? Yeah, she Hulk.
1: She Hulk should be She should be Netflix.
0: Yeah, just do She Hulk. Well, no,
1: She Hulk should be a film, but like Netflix would be cool because you could just do it as a straight up Law and Order thing. Yeah. <laughs> like do dance. Yeah, do no, Dan so, She Hulk. <laughs> yeah.
0: Black Widow, Sam Wilson, Cap, Captain Marvel, um, Ant Man, Spider. She Hulk and Hercules.
1: Who put the glad in Gladiator? Hercules! Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, that's a good pick. Um, before we go any further, I should probably mention this thing because I'm so surprised we haven't brought it up. Because you said Goosebumps, I suddenly remembered. Um, we're in a short film that's online right now. Oh, of course <laughs> we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, I'm oh, i have still. That's reminding. I've still not watched it yet. I've been so busy. Seen it yet? I was so ill oh. well over the weekend. I've not watched it. Well, we'll, we'll talk a bit more
1: about it next week, maybe. Um, but just to let you all know, who are listening uh, over on on our good chums, the Five Who Fans channel, um, Dan Sheridan has continued his Crimson Zone series with um, a uh, an episode called Once Upon a Time Lash, uh, which stars us two in it and a rather creepy wooden mannequin um and it's pretty funny <laughs> like i know obviously we kind of have to say that because we're in it and you know we're gonna laugh making it but it's it's odd like it's really odd
0: it was a fucking blaster film oh yeah it, it was an absolute blast D- dan's
1: film. finished it off it it's in 4-3 and sort of shit black and white oh brilliant. it's really good it's really good and there's lots of those nice lingering...
0: I'm going to go directly to YouTube and watch the, that oh, there's, there's all those one. nice
1: lingering shots as well in some places that you'd get in those old programs. They just, they just hold for just a second too long. And it's like, oh, it works so well. Um So yeah, go, go check that out. Once Upon a Time Lash on the old YouTube starring Big Damn Us, God damn it. Um and, and Dan as a rather creepy old crone. <laughs> Mate, the stuff we shot in the nice. woods is terrifying. Um, nice. mate, uh, I think I think we've got time probably for one more question today. One more question. One more question. Well, uh, before I have, I to, go and have to go empty my bladder,
0: we have to <laughs> we have to go to class correspondent and everyone's favourite Jacob Knowles. Jacob Knowles. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put some judicious spoiler bleeps in here in case people don't want to be spoiled for the last episode of class
1: oh gosh are you going to be are um, you going to be alright
0: I'm going to be fine because I don't care oh fair um, enough well <laughs> I don't care we'll have a lovely discussion um,
1: about a certain thing then <laughs> you'll
0: see you'll all see you'll all see um, versus, hello splits. Chris and Matt <laughs> hello <laughs> stop reaching upwards uh, it's the end of class and the moment has been prepared for <laughs> me ripping it apart <laughs> nice <laughs> Hey, reference brings back memories of Peter Davison in bubble wrap. Nice. Um, Well, hallelujah, it's finally over. I will never have to watch Class again unless there's a second season. Oh, please don't let there be a second season. It's really not good. (laughs) Well, wasn't this episode good, I say sarcastically, for the very last time? Well, last week I forgot to mention that Quill was... Spoiler as a result of spoiler 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 <laughs> brackets spoiler 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 okay well i was extremely surprised that spoiler didn't spoiler <laughs> i'm actually surprised that nobody in the main cast spoiler well technically what's well a face that one who shag ram is somehow in the spoiler spoiler instead of spoiler <laughs> as i write this i am starting to realize how ridiculous this sounds it really does sound ridiculous even without me uh putting spoilers oh god does that really happen oh man that's ridiculous yeah 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 oh that's, that's oh, really oh you, you mean you mean yeah yeah hang on hang on hang on hang <laughs> on let me try and predict what you've just read
1: let me try and predict what you've just read um, Is, have you just read about spoiler spoiler's voice coming out of a spoiler because now they are a spoiler <laughs> yeah okay yeah okay <laughs> did you know that that's oh, the last did you know that that's the last shot of the season
0: oh Jesus I mean that's
1: cliffhanger bait but that's not the oh, that's Jesus. not the only cliffhanger bait at the end of it
0: I'm laughing so hard I've given myself a nosebleed oh lovely <laughs> oh because... Oh, that's ridiculous! Oh god, um, does Jacob talk about the reveal of
1: the spoiler being behind the spoiler?
0: Um. <laughs> oh yes, he does. Oh, well, th- th- that—that's the end. We saw that spoiler that s- killed the spoiler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler kills spoiler. Well, it's
0: over for now. It's, it's well, it's over for now, and I will never have to watch the first season again. I don't think the class unitard is, <laughs> is in the Doctor Who unitard. I just realized that I won't have to, anything to write about. Um, so if it's okay with you, take do you two great guys. I'd like to pick a random episode of Doctor Who, whether it be a classic episode or a modern episode. It could even be its own segment. I think it might be getting a bit ahead of myself there. Or I could just send in questions, but the email be a, might be a bit short. I've got a good idea, Jacob. Um, don't send stuff like that into us. What you should do is... Get yourself a wee little microphone like this. Yes. Um. Get yourself a little free sound SoundCloud account and just talk. Give it a try, man. Just do. What you, just if you got thoughts, just talk. That's that's and, that's you know, how we'll this. Give it.
1: That's how this started. We were just like we enjoy talking
0: about this shit. Let's yeah. talk about it in a way that something? people can join in. Yeah. Get it on SoundCloud and, and even if it's just yourself, doesn't matter. It does. It doesn't matter if um. You know, if you get loads of people listening, as long as you're getting it off your chest and saying what you want to say about stuff you like, just do it, man. Just have fun. Do it.
1: Create, experiment. But that being said, yeah. totally email questions in whenever you want, dude. Like, Oh go yeah, please it. do, yeah, yeah. please do. But But yeah,
0: if you wanna like if you wanna like start getting into like reviewing classic episodes or modern episodes of Doctor Who, just like start up your own little podcast or do some like, I don't know if you've got a laptop with a webcam or something, or you can even use your phone camera, do little YouTube vids yeah. and just whack them up there. Yeah. Like little ten minute reviews of uh of classic who episodes just start up a little channel and, and see where it takes you go for like, it like creativity's um a powerful thing man so yeah don't squand don't squander that on 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 sending us things like get get yourself out there man we'll give it a go indeed
1: do and um, if you get started let us know because we'll obviously give you a shout out as well so ha yeah absolutely yeah um
0: you can have one of our three now, listeners <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes exactly um now, now for Doctor Who questions. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of these, so I'm going to rattle through them. Okay. Um, quick fire, quick fire. <coughs> uh, what do you think of the new series sidemen design? I personally think it looks a bit too much like Robots Iron Man. Um, I like it. It is a little too chunky. I prefer the um, Nightmare and Silver redesign.
1: Yeah, I, I, kind of, I kind of... I'm fond of the 2006 design just because I think the toys look cool. Um, but I, I'm just hankering for something like the old days, to be honest. I just want to see some in in a suit with a metal head. I want to see that again.
0: Uh, what do you think of the overuse of the Sonic Screwdriver?
1: Hate it. Um,
0: Hate it. Yeah, it, it, yeah.
1: I mean, come on. It, uh, the Power of Three is a pretty cool episode until the Sonic Screwdriver solves everything in the last two minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. get rid of it for a bit. And don't replace it with fucking sunglasses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Favourite Dalek design? Uh, 2005, I'll be honest, yeah. The bronze one, man. Uh, mine is the... The 2005 one tweet with the victory of the Daleks' colours, like the World War II ironclad colours.
1: Oh, the uh, the iron iron sides,
0: iron sides. Yeah, yeah, no, that is pretty gorgeous. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh. yeah, yeah. Closely followed by right, yeah. closely followed by anything from Troughton's era because
0: they look gorgeous. I love. both the Trout and Daleks stories are really great. Hmm. I I should get hold of that part of the Daleks animation. Actually, I've not watched it. Yet. I wish they I, I
1: wish they'd make the Emperor um, into a di- into a diorama.
0: Oh. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Just it's looking like a yeah. flask. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Um, what do you think about the 13 Doctors figure box set? I recently got it for my birthday. You've got the 11 Doctors one, haven't you? Yeah, I got the 11 Doctors box set from a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, uh, are they the... Is the, 13th do- is the 13 Doctor one the... Um... It's got the War Doctor and Capaldi
1: in it as well.
0: Is it... Is it uh, the same scale though?
1: Uh, yeah, they're all they're all five inch scale, but they're yeah. all they're all new versions of or um, retooled variants of previous releases. Um, cool. I think
0: it's a nice thing to have that. I, oh, yeah, I,
1: I kind of want it. The completionist in me kind of wants it, but I'm I'm I'll probably wait and see if the same thing happens to this one that they did to the last, where after like three years, certain toy shops were like, "Yeah, we've still not sold these. Let's take thirty quid off the asking price," and then I'll be like, "Okay, now I'll
0: buy it." Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, should... I mean, you've already got most of those figures anyway, because... I mean, I, in terms of collecting, I'm not... The only, the only things I really collect is I've got a small collection of... Transformers! Um, Transformers, the Generations figures. More um, than meets the eye! I'm not getting into anything else, really, just because of space. Transformers! Fine, no, Chris, but Chris is your man for collecting... I mean, I love toys, I love... I love um, Especially collectible toys, but I just don't have the space for a lot of them. So Chris is your man for collectibles and toys. Yeah, at
1: the minute, um, at the minute, the only ones I'm sort of getting is the Batman Arkham figures whenever they come out, and yeah. occasionally if there's an interesting Doctor Who one that does come out, I'll be like, oh, go on, I'll get that too. Which reminds me, I'm here in Lincoln. Meanwhile, back in Manchester, my ninth Doctor Big Chief figure should arrive next week. Oh, I'm heartbroken. Look at you. I'm heartbroken. I won't um, get to play with him till next month. <laughs> Sweet Eccleston, where you go, where you go, Chrissy.
0: Um favourite Sonic screwdriver. Mine personally is the eighth Doctor from the T V movie, and I also quite like the other Eighth Doctor screwdriver from Big Finish. Um, the one from Big Finish's Dark Eyes. Big Finish We Love Cash. <laughs> <laughs> um um
1: I, I like I like Elevens as far as toys go. It's a lot of fun. Um yeah. like clicking snapping it out and everything. But I'm a, I'm a sucker for um I'm a sucker for John's. I'm a sucker for the silver one with the big yellow uh, spring bit in the middle.
0: See, I prefer the, I prefer the Tom one because it's a slightly cleaner design. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's all, just all silver and red. S- silver and but sexy. I, but yeah, my. But I, any of the ones which are like have that, the little circle widget on the end, and it's a you have to hold it um, vertically as opposed to like a wand. Yeah. The the one design makes it too much look like once you design it to look like a wand, then you just use it as a magic wand in your scripts. Yeah. Um. When you're holding it vertically, it just it, it was a little bit. Yeah, it was just something about it.
1: Felt like a tool. Felt like you had to point, really you like had to point yeah. it and, and aim specifically and stuff,
0: yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That's my favourite Sonic screwdriver. Uh, favourite Doctor costume?
1: Ooh. Uh, I'm guessing just favourite costume. I'm guessing not favourite Doctor costume, because then it'd just be like, uh, leather jacket. Um, <laughs> I, you know, in, uh, anything John wore. Anything Pertwee wore, basically. Because yeah. there isn't one. Yeah, yeah. There isn't one. There's like twenty. <laughs> um, I'm all about the jackets and the ruffs and the, and the velvet capes.
0: <laughs> um, Tom season. Uh, Sue, so the first, the first season, Tom, first two seasons of Tom's outfit. Obviously, oh, so they're like
1: the red jacket with the the big brown coat over the top. Yeah, yeah. marine
0: jacket, um, long brown coat. Long scarf, floppy hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, a couple of a couple of uh, X or Ys. Um, so quick as we can, quick fire. <laughs> Seventh doctor or sixth doctor? Oh, ah,
1: oh, 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 um, oh. uh, Sylvester in Colin's outfit with the wiggle. Seventh next.
0: Uh, eighth doctor or first doctor? Uh, oh, uh, I guess first. Eighth. Uh, Second or eleventh? Ah! Oh,
1: just because I've seen all of his stuff, I've sort of got more of a rounded opinion. uh, Eleventh, because Matt can save a terrible script.
0: Second. Uh,
1: Fifth or tenth? Fifth or tenth. Ah,
0: tenth. Tenth. Uh, Last question. How do you decide who your favourite Doctor is? I'm pretty sure it's the sixth Doctor, but when you guys mentioned the Happiness Patrol a few weeks ago, I went on iTunes and bought it. It also came with remembrance The Daleks. That's a nice deal. Mm. And the best Alex Story by the, by the way is so much better than Genesis. You're mad, Jacob. You're mad. But I realised how much I like the Seventh Doctor. I guess you could say I'm having a Doctor Who identity crisis. I hope that makes sense. Um, <laughs> how do we decide who our favourite Doctor is? It's just it's just the one we like the most. Yeah, that's all. Yeah,
1: yeah. So like like for me it's for me it's the guy who convinced yeah. everybody at school that Doctor Who was awesome, and that that alone yeah. made me love him immediately. It's always Eccleston for me. It's always excellent. that's why because because he he nailed it. And he surprised me. He was so different from the ones I'd watched growing up. That I was like, oh, oh he, he, yeah. he's definitely the same, but he's but he's really different. What is this? So, that, yeah, for me, it was just, like, how he pulled it off, really. I was about you? Yes. How was about you? It, would you say your favourite's John or Tom's? Tom, isn't it?
0: Tom's my favourite. Yeah. Um, H- <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite because, I, I guess, um, partly because I enjoyed his stories the most. And... Um, of the ones I saw when I was growing up, anyway, um, and partly just because he's the one who charmed me the most. I just, I just liked that version of him the most. It's there's no, there's no sort of um, sort of rhyme or reason to it other than it's just the one I like the most.
1: Especially as a kid, I mean, I can, I, when he bowls it, like bounds yeah, into the yeah. screen. When you're a kid, it's like
0: this man is amazing.
1: Look at him; he's so weird. <laughs> yeah, t- he looks like a vulture in a scarf. <laughs> Like what is this, man? Jacob?
0: Jacob, it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry if you fluctuate favorites. You'll you'll get different as you you'll find. <clears throat> I'm going to be really patronising here. As some <laughs> you'll find as you as you get older, you, uh, your your taste will change, yeah. and um, or may change. They might not, but you you'll get different things from from stories that you saw when you when you were younger. So. You know, things will fluctuate as you go along and grow as a person, so don't worry about it. You don't have to have a definitive favourite. It's all good. It's all good, baby. Um, Just to finish that off, just to finish off Jacob's email, no more questions now. Um, I know I keep saying this, but you guys really make my week. I am super busy with school as I'm in year 10 and it's extremely difficult. It is. It is, Um, damn. Especially as I have a few learning difficulties like ADHD. Uh, Please continue to poke fun of my spelling mistakes, by the way. Uh, You guys really (laughs) help to lift my spirit and make me laugh. The other week, I even scared my mum whilst listening to you as I was laughing so much. Just want to say thanks for everything. I will continue to send an email every week, Jacob. Um, just hang in there, man. It's it's tough, and you know, having to deal with difficulties like that, I I, I can only I can I can only imagine. I can't speak from personal experience, but um, yeah, man, just stick at it and keep going. And I'm glad that we can do something to help you out with that. Um, it's it's it, it means a lot to to me and, and Chris that. that you know we have such a, a positive effect on you man and we're happy to we're happy to do that that's that's really nice to hear and yeah good luck with everything man it's schools of schools are pain it, it is tough but stick it out because you're nearly done yeah um, is... and you'll get through it yeah it's all good
1: just keep on crap yeah keep on...
0: continue to send continue to send an email and uh, man get 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 creative if you want to get into like, doctor who reviewing stuff just get your thoughts and get them out on on youtube or, or on soundcloud it's it's never been easier and um you know, it's a great way to 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 sort of get your voice out to other people who, and and start discussions. Uh, so, do, yeah, don't don't squander things like that on us. But keep, keep selling and sending us questions by all means. But if you got like s- serious, deep thoughts, want to do like proper who reviews, get get that stuff out there, man. Get for yourself and and get yourself out there. It's uh, on the world wide web. It's um, it's a, it's a cool thing to do. And yeah,
1: I think that's the go I think it. that's the moral of the story this week. Is it's you know, yeah. pace yeah. pace yourself with your coursework. Enjoy what you enjoy, and go and see Moana because yeah. it's fucking ace.
0: <laughs> yes, that's a moral story. So, thank you as ever for your email, Jacob, and thank you for everyone else who sent in emails. Uh, so, we got an email from Tom, which we can't quite get to this week. We just ran out of time. Just, to, just wait to say, Tom. Sorry, we won't. We can't get to this week. We will get to you next episode. So, don't worry. Nearly no uh, Fred sending your email in. Um, And please, again, everyone continue to send stuff to either BigDamnContact at gmail.com or at BigDamnCast on Twitter. Um, (laughs) uh, Don't forget to follow us at BigDamnCast as well to keep up with news. And also will there be stuff and bits and pieces over at BigDamnBlog.tumblr.com. Uh, thanks for listening this week if you're listening on iTunes please do go leave a review and rate us it makes us easier to find and the more people we can get listening the more we can do and the more we can give to you uh, so thank you <laughs> for another great week um, I've been big damn Matt
1: I've been big damn Chris uh, <laughs> it'd
0: be good for to be there everyone uh, bigger the five. One day. Oh, I can feel <laughs> it in me life.